Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome people to episode 289 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Mike Foster, hello everybody. Um, Ian Loring, I'm unsure whether I'm going to work tomorrow, and it's quite an exciting, intense time. So how, how bad is the snow where you are? It's not that bad, but it's getting worse, and... Like it's supposed to be dying off overnight, but basically, work have said if public transport's cancelled and you rely on public transport, then don't come in. And I've also arranged that I can do work from home on my laptop anyway, so it is a little bit. Because the mental thing is, everywhere else in the country, just seems to have snow, and we don't. Like, not even like a bit at all. You'll be right. I want to sit in the hot tub and look at snow. That's fine. Well, once it gets there, once it gets there, we'll be, we'll, we'll be all good. I don't want to get snowed in so we can't come back. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, babes. It's a good plan. Um, so, what have, we got, what have we got this week? We have a bumper, a bumper show, I tell you. Fucking um, stacked. Yeah, we have uh, the new uh, Karen Kuzma film, uh, Destroyer. We have the Fire documentary, the Netflix one, not the Hulu one. I saw it two weeks ago, so that's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, we have the Netflix film Paula. Uh, and we have the first of our Patreon uh, movie reviews, uh, the Bellini film Eight and a Half, which, yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't say too much about getting that. We let it on. Yeah. We've also got a lot of so what we've been watching. We've not done what we've been doing. Oh, oh, oh. We've not done what we've been watching for a few weeks because uh, of end of year show, then Oscar show. Um, so we're going to be doing some what we've been watching. Uh, but quite a bit, I think, can't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, usual kind of bits and bats to go around. Um, news? What news is there being? I, I think we should crack on. Yeah. Because I think literally the only bit of news is that, that Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. There's no Which everybody Batman. knew. Literally, it is. It's kind of like, yeah, we need that, guys. <laughs> I think I. There's been a couple, yeah. I, I, I do feel, I do feel bad for him because he's forever gonna get kind of tainted because you know n- neither of the films he was he starred in are thought of particularly well. Like Wonder Woman has at least got Wonder Woman. Aquaman has Aquaman. The Flash, I kind of think barely, and Cyborg, to be fair, I think barely anyone even remembers them now. Um, whereas Affleck, like Batfleck and Sad Batfleck and all that, and the fucking meme Martha. of him on, the, the, the thing of him at the Batman vs Superman press junket with um, 
the sound of silence playing over it and whatnot. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it just it's. I feel I feel really bad for him, and I don't think he got a fair shake. And he could have been a he could have been a really good Batman, but it does kind of. Ben Affleck as Batman feels like a very five years ago thing. Yeah, actually, Ben Affleck as Batman feels like a very 2004 thing. Fair. Um, I, I, my, my theory is I, I, I don't think that Ben Affleck has the... I don't think he has it in him anymore to, to do like blockbuster stuff anymore. Not like... not meaning that he isn't good enough or he can't pull it off or anything like that. I just don't think that he um, actually gives a, enough of a shit um, about these kind of things to actually just get it in there. I think he always seems like he's thinking about doing something else. And like, he's, he keeps getting drawn back into the world of being a movie star rather than the, when he retreated from it to just do directing and writing and surprisingly was really, really good at it. <laughs> Despite the fact that he did actually win an Oscar for writing, yeah, yeah, no, I mean it's um, I I don't know, it, it it's he's had such a weird career because it was like he kind of became a bit of a yesterday's man in the mid noughties and then you know he he had Hollywood land and then gone and gone baby gone and he kind of relaunched himself and now it kind of feels like that's happening again and I mean Triple Frontier is going to be interesting. Um, yeah, just because it's, you know, it's him without really any baggage, just being able to cut loose with that thing. And then we'll kind of see where it goes from there. Um, you know, he's, he has got, he has got irons in the fire and none of them are comic booky, which I think he'd be very pleased about. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's odd because you've got the Batman and then like, Suicide Squad, James Gunn now in talks to direct as well as write the apparent reboot of that. And it's it's so weird how there's like elements of this DCEU from a few years back still around, but then other elements that are just being like pushed to the side. And it, it's such I mean it's a mess. Yeah, and then there's the, the Birds of Prey teaser came out. Mm-hmm. You know, which to be fair, the Birds of Prey team look like a River Island advert. But, <laughs> it did a bit. Um, but yeah, that, that segue is quite nice to learn his trail of that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well so, uh, yeah, Birds of Prey, River Island advert. That's basically all it is for now. That's it. I mean, it looks fine, but it's a it teaser. Looks, it's like 30 seconds of it's, shots. It, it, it looks like they haven't even shot any footage of the actual film. <laughs> it's a costume test, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that, literally, literally yeah. it's that. Yeah. Just released a teaser. I, it, it's a film that I literally for, keep on forgetting is happening. I think because Suicide Squad was so. Yeah, let's just forget about that. Let's draw a line under that and forget about it. That it's a bit weird that anything's kind of off shooting from it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got trailer wise that's happened? Uh, the man who killed the Hitler and then the Bigfoot? Yes. Go on then. What uh, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> It looks a little bit more serious than I expected. Because it, it, it's such a silly title. <laughs> um, but it's a brilliant title. But the film looks like it's a little bit more straight-faced than the title would suggest. Yeah, I don't oh, know this trailer. I don't know. Um, yeah. By the way, uh, for the patrons who listened at the start, 
the Patreon review has been picked. Oh. Uh, so it's Noel has picked number one, which is John Dangerfield's choice, Final Girls, which I believe is on Prime. Is that the Tyson Farmiga one? I think it is. Yeah. It's fucking good for Is it Final Girl or Final Girl? No, Final yeah. Girls is, is yeah. the one with Mine Ackerman. Oh, that's, I'm good with that. Final Girls. Uh, so you got the final girls. Is that yeah. it? Yeah. The, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were they... Um, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that'll be a fun review. Yeah, I've seen We've seen that as well. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to rewatching that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's a good excuse. Um, to try and find out if it's, if it's on anything. I'm just going to say... Uh, John... Just if, just in case, if that's not the one, then if you could tell us specifically, like who directed the one that you want to, you want us to do, just because there's a surprising amount of films on Amazon Prime with final uh, on it with a variant of Final Girl, um, but he has said specifically in the Patreon post, Final Girls. So, uh, but yeah, okay, we're going to assume that, and uh, yeah, that's great. Looking forward to that. It's seven ninety nine on the iTunes. Can you rent it? No. It's four it's four ninety nine on Amazon. It's four ninety nine on Amazon. It says on IMDB. Well, I don't mean to say it actually is. On four ninety nine on Prime Video. That'll be the standard definition. Can you rent it? Don't know. It doesn't say on the app. Doesn't it say on the app, so what is it? I'll have a check. I'll have a check while we're going through trailers. Alright, cool. Um, that, to be honest, that, I think that was about the only trailer I saw this week. Uh, well, the only other one I saw this week was uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. Oh, of course, The yeah. Ted Bundy. Uh, was, is one. that the Zephron as Ted Bundy? It is indeed Zephron yeah. as Ted Bundy. Uh, I'm, 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 yeah, very up for this. Um, there was a little bit of furore around, it wasn't that, about people saying that it, it glamorised Ted Bundy and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, and then actually people who've actually seen it uh, at Sundance have come out and gone, no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Trust us. It doesn't. Don't start getting your panties in a lot about something you've not seen yet because everyone who's seen it is saying it doesn't. No, I think it's just the trailer with the music and the fact that it's Zac Efron and he's pretty yeah. and stuff like that. It's. I think that's kind of the point that it's trying to make is that he wasn't suspected because he was a good-looking, charming guy. So, I, I don't know. It, it seems like an odd complaint to have, given that context. Mm. The documentary on Netflix we're going to give that a watch as well, aren't we? Because that's the same director. Same director, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just to say it's not actually going to go to rent. It's literally going to go to that. I'm not dropping seven out, haven't so yeah, I, I can't think of any other trailers that, that were out there. I think it's been a fairly quiet kind of little period for trailers, to be honest. I think I think the only other trailer I've watched this week uh, was I rewatched the Detective Pikachu trailer. Nice. Yeah, just rewatched it just to remind myself that, that film is actually happening. <laughs> you, you do a bit like I do, do with uh, Mission Impossible, just you know, just occasionally just rewatch the trailer. I just watched it so I thought, did I dream that? Is, it, is, it, is that real? Like the Afro Samurai thing. The Afro Samurai thing turned out to be real. Well, it did, yeah, but so you, you, didn't know, you didn't know whether it I was real. I wasn't sure if it was real at the time, yes. But it did, it was real. 
wonder if that's on anything. Uh, it's on the DVDs that go upstairs in the loft somewhere. No, we um, the loft, we? Yes, we would. Uh, so what? What we're going to chat first, guys? I, I'm going. I'm going. I'm hosting, so <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm going <laughs> to put out there. Um, Destroyer. I'm not good. I'm the one who's bad. It's not you. All right. Sorry for lying to you. I lied. I stole. And worse. You can be better than me. Uh, directed by uh, Karen Kusma. Uh, stars Nicole Kidman, Sebastian Stan, uh, Toby Kebble occasionally, uh, Tatiana Malsalem, Bradley Whitford, Scoot McNary, um, and it is. Can you imagine being called Scoot? I love that. I, I'm, I'm not sure if he's actually. His, no, he's not Christmas Scoot. It's real name there, no, um, no, he's actually called John. Um, <laughs> so, yes. So if you want to call yourself Scoop, you can call yourself Scoop. I could. Yes. It would be weird, but... I could change my middle name to Knight if I wanted. Scoop Knight Foster. No, I could be Becky Knight Foster. Cool. Go for it. Oh, full, yeah. Oh, my God. That went fucking straight around. I had that one. Nicole Kipper plays... Aaron Bell, a detective who's clearly got um, issues, and at the start of the movie, she essentially stumbles into a uh, murder scene, like just like randomly. There's other cops there, um, and it sets up events of her going back to look into a case that's still open from her past. It seems to have contributed to her her current fragile state. Well, that's what you meant to think. Well, well, we'll get into that. I'll spoil all the time, guys. Um, so, Ian, Destroyer, what, what did you think? Yeah, so I, I, I didn't really know what what this was going to be going in. I'm trying to make a habit of watching less trailers. So, yeah, I don't think I'd even seen the trailer for this. So, um, yeah, um, it's very, very focused on Kidman's face. Which I think is partially just to show off the makeup, but and and I was thinking that towards the start, just like fucking look, they're loving the makeup here. Like, look at all the makeup we're looking at. This is makeup central. And then as it goes on, you kind of realise no, there's just there's an awful lot going on with this character. Um, it's a, a, a pointedly traditional male story made feminine but i also think you couldn't have a man play this part which is crucial um i think kidman is very very good um the i i i appreciated that i thought i was smarter than the film at points then it upended those expectations even though some of the more traditional beats are quite traditional. Like, the actual plot is pretty straightforward, but the character stuff 
and the kind of the twist in the tale late on are not. Um, I yeah, I thought it was a really interesting piece of work, which does seem to be getting drowned out because it's essentially a character drama mixed with a kind of thriller genre film and i don't think that's very fashionable awards wise but i think as a kind of like mid-tier adult film i think it's pretty fucking solid um and also good work sebastian stan i had no fucking idea it was him until the credits came up at the end and (laughs) I'd like I knew I recognised the guy. It was like, who the fuck is that guy? It was like, shit, it's Bucky. Oh, good on Bucky. So, <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, what are your initial thoughts before we get more into it? I don't know. It's a funny one. It it felt really long, but also like they missed loads out. It is just over two hours. Yeah, but it it felt it for me. Like, it felt like it was dragging at points. But then similarly, I think they should have spent more time. You know, if you're supposed to be looking at it and seeing this woman essentially spiral because this job goes wrong and she loses her partner and she's pregnant with his baby and then she's supposed to have this downward spiral and become this unlikable, alcoholic, shit mother character, then they needed to make her likeable before and she wasn't. They didn't spend enough time with the character on on that and they didn't spend enough time on her and Sebastian Stan's relationship either for it actually to have the impact that they clearly wanted it to have when he died um so it was you know clearly she's devastated by it and her life's fallen apart because of it but you don't really get that vibe off it for me um because they don't they don't develop that on the flashback scenes um I could have done with far less close-up shots of Nicole Kidman's face. I, I get that they want me to be like, oh, my God, look, we've all did her up, we've made her ugly, but the makeup wasn't good enough to, to warrant that many close-ups. But the, the thing is, they haven't all did her up, have they? Because, you know... I don't think Nicole Kidman wakes up on a morning looking like that. No, 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 but hear me out. Listen to what the fuck's saying. Right, it's, she's supposed to be... She, Nicole Kidman herself is 51 years old. Mm. Uh, I don't think this guy's supposed to be much over that. No, so no, they're all the up. They've just made a, you know, Nicole Kidman is, is, is a very, very striking looking woman. Mm. Um, yeah, they've all did her up from what Nicole Kidman looks like and not from what a 50 whatever year old woman would normally look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a decent enough film. It's, it's a, it's, an, it's a good story. The, the twist where it obviously turns out that, she didn't stumble onto this murder scene and then start looking into this thing. She was looking into this thing and then was at the murder scene because, yeah, you know, it, 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 I liked that because you do you do think that that's what's triggered her and set her off. That happens. Then she receives the no and then she starts investigating and it's not. Um, yeah, I just I expected more from it. I think because of. That reaction is being felt elsewhere as well, Bex. Like it, it mm. like this isn't getting rave reviews. 
Um, no. I don't know. It worked for me, though. It's interesting. Mark? Um, um, you see, I, 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 I literally knew nothing about this going into it. Um, I didn't want to see a trailer. I hadn't read anything about it. I, I knew it existed. Beyond that, I knew nothing. Um, you knew that she was going full Charlie's Theron. Well, that kind of irked me a little bit because it, 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 it's. And I, I said to Bex before it started that if if you're going to make such a big play about what you're doing mm. with um, with makeup and SD, haggling people is the best way to do it. Isn't it? <laughs> um, that that it's got to have an actual point. It's got to. It's got to be. <laughs> A key part of the character about the film; otherwise, you're just doing it for effect. Which I mean, it, it which, did which, effect, which she was dying. Which it does, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm I'm fine with, with that aspect of it. Like you said, there, there was a little bit. It did get a little bit gratuitous in the oh, look at all they've done. Look, look, look at this, and I was like, going, yeah, what you're doing right now. With all of these close-ups at the very start, and I agree with you. At the very start, there's a, there's a couple. All I was looking at it going, it's, what you're doing is you're quite clearly showing me that it's makeup. Yeah. And it's taking me out of it. Could you stop doing it, please? Because so far, I'm actually kind of intrigued by this kind of noiry thing you're going for. That's not quite noir enough. For it to be an alarm, mm. but I, I'm still thinking it's fine. I, I the length to it didn't bother me to be honest. I, I it, it felt like a long film, mm. but I, I do feel like it earned it, it did it did enough with its length. It didn't. I didn't feel like there was bits where I was going right. You could you could take that out and throw that away, no problem. But I think you could have put more in and, and got me. For instance, we don't we get nothing really from her. You know, the, the, from the robbery going wrong to where she where she is now, we don't really get the story of, of what's of, of you know how what her decline has been, other than the fact that she's clearly become an alcoholic. I, I, I mean, I, th- I think you fill in those blanks, though. I mean, like Scoot McNary's that, that, character, he's only in a few scenes, but I think it's pretty clear that like they got together. He was really into her. She kind of basically saw him as someone to kind of like foist the kid on. Um, you know, he's he like because that's the thing, it's like the reveal of him not being the dad. I thought was an ob- obvious from a plotting point of view, but from a character point of view, it did just kind of seem like that he was her dad and he was a bit ineffectual. And then it turns out, oh shit, actually, he wasn't her dad after all. And it's like, okay, I kind of understand now. Yeah, I mean that's it. The thing is, it doesn't. It's not a. It's not an issue for me. Um, it I just felt like it, it did feel like it was missing bits. Mm. Um, but my only issue that I've got with it, because I, I actually really, I really quite enjoyed it. To be honest, I thought it was it's well acted. It's a let you say it's a fairly standard story um, with a decent. Oh, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Um, point at the end and um, you know a twist not, I don't know it's a twist uh, but a reveal at yeah. the end I, I would yeah. say that so I enjoyed that it, it's it's a nice looking film uh, the pacing is really quite good 
Uh, in terms of, it looks it looks like a world that is, is itself. Yeah, it, I'm, I'm fine with that. It does look like it's set in the late '90s, early '90s, which it's not. But it does look a little bit like that. Mm. All, all the fashion, the fashions for it, and all the design feels quite. It feels quite dated within itself. I wish they'd got some jeans that fucking fitted though. <coughs> me the entire film. Um, it was. And I always feel like Toby Kemble literally, he, he, he looks through scripts and goes, yeah, like this character. Already got eight lines. I'm good with that. Good. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, <laughs> that I f- yeah. I fucking love the climactic scene as well. It's like it's building up to this conference. This is the thing about it kind of subverting things that I, re- I really it liked about it. The fact that it's building up to this stuff. And it's basically, she walks up to him. He's just like at the side of a fucking like, like canal put like put setting some shit on fire. They have like two lines of dialogue with each other and then she kills him. Like I, yeah. I, I thought like all the build up about how menacing he is and it's like how you'll never get away from him. And then it's just like, she's just so over that shit and just ready to die and ready to just go with whatever that it just like bang, I yeah, well, I, I I fucking love that. I, I, yeah, I, I agree. But that does feed into my like I say my only issue with it is it felt a little bit um, small scale mm. in terms of you know they've got they've got these an FBI agent going undercover with this this badass gang, and then they've got this um, they've got her. She's been dragged from you know the, the police force, the sheriff's force, something into it as well, and it's all this big thing to track down this Silas guy. And you think, holy fuck, he's supposed to be a real bad dude, and it's like, no, he's just a guy with with fucking weird hair that's not to a few banks that has a messiah kind of complex. Yeah, um, they don't. The bodies don't seem bad enough. The, the bodies don't seem bad enough. They, they seem like a low level gang, a real low level gang that just have knocked off. A couple of, not even say a couple of banks. It seems like one bank. It seems like they're not. <laughs> and it just feels a little. I, I felt a little bit like, right. So it the, just the the stakes for all of it just didn't seem quite fucking high enough. Like when she goes back to the at the start, when she goes back to the FBI thing and says Silas is back, and we're like, oh no, and it's like. Fucking, who is this Silas guy? <laughs> oh, is is he like fucking Kaiser fucking Soze? No, he's not. He's what? just a generic I, fucking. I, I would, I would say, I think that the whole thing is not because he's Kaiser Soze, but it's because he killed Chris. It, it is like he killed one of ours almost, and like that's why. It, it that's why it's important and like in terms of her and the fbi chief guy with her it's because like i mean she killed essentially her boy her boyfriend and the father of her child you know it, it is in the grand scheme of things and i get what you're saying about what the fbi would put someone undercover for that gang i yeah i take your point there but it's it, you know, it, 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 it means a lot to the characters, even if what is actually going on in the grand scheme doesn't mean a lot. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I just, I, I just felt that the bad guys were a little bit. Tame. Yeah, like, I completely. Yeah, that's fair. 
if you, it was like a revenge thing for her. Yeah, I which, get fine with, which, which, which why I'm saying it, that it, that's that's my only issue. Yeah. It's a really really small issue because like like you say, it, it, it's it almost becomes a, like a neighbourhood thing where it, it's a small what is it? And it's the it's not the big fucking I'm gonna take down the system story. It's a it, it broke these people's lives. Not. I don't think so, the FBI would have got involved with a gang like that. Well, I don't think they would have. And it, it almost seems a little bit like they put them in and like maybe they planned all the robbery and everything like this. And it kind of wouldn't have happened if, what is it? Because they didn't seem to be getting high and shooting each other. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but in saying that, you know, you've got great turns from Bradley Whitford turning up just being just oh, a that seems fucking great. brick. Can't he? he was the lawyer. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was really good, actually. Yeah, um, Toby Kell, it, it, he's so underused in everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did think his wig was weird. Yeah. I like the fact that it was actually a wig, though. Yeah, that was that was weird. That, like, do you reckon it was a wig when he was younger? Oh, he had, like, thick luxurious hair when he was younger and then wears a wig because he's, like, missing his long curly hair. I don't know. But I, 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 I like to think that it was a wig the oh, whole time, wig. yeah. And it was just like that was his Silas. Silas was his like was his, his hood look, yeah. and then out of it, he was just normal Toby Kebbell just rocking around, <laughs> just, just, just fucking hate his fucking wig shit. Working in a grocery store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't dislike it. It just it felt like it thought it was a really important film, and it, it it's not saying much. No, but, 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 and what Ian, what Ian was saying earlier um, about it being just a really solid um, crime thriller drama, you know, for, you know, a 15 plus audience, you mm. know, for a more adult audience there. When you compare, when you compare this um, to, let's say, The Snowman, I which that. are pitching at the same audience. It's fucking worlds apart. I need to see that film. You, need, you, you do need to see the snowman, but it is worlds apart in terms of the quality of, of what we're getting. I like it's better. Um, oh, it, it, it's 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 yeah, it's, it's a lot better. Um, <laughs> and it, it, it's a really really good film. You know, it's. But I just do. It, they're just. The, but then I give it four. I give it four stars on Letterbox. So mm. you know. It's a solid entry, and I, I will watch it again. But it, it just there was just something that just didn't ring right with me. Mm. Mm. Fair. Anyone for anything else on Destroyer? Nope. Good. No, uh, I'm good. definitely yeah, not shit. Sure. It's de- yeah, it's, it's definitely not shit. It's a, it's very much definitely not shit. But I can see why it's. I can see what they've done releasing it when they did, trying to go for that, what is that? But it feels like there was one last year that just kind of that was released around um, award season that was trying to pitch itself as an award season baiting movie and just didn't end up being an awards baiting movie. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I thought something else that really annoyed me. What? When they're in the in the, the diner or whatever with her and her daughter and she's like, oh yeah, my psychologist asked me to think of like a memory from my childhood. <laughs> I couldn't remember anything about being a child. 
And then she reels off this really fucking specific detail-orientated memory. I, I, I want to know why they were in that fucking... I, I actually want to know as well why they were in that fucking forest. Why were we there, Mum? Why were we why there? Why were we there? <laughs> You're thinking, and then she's gonna, fucking, she's gonna fucking tell her, she's gonna fucking tell her, and then, it, and then later on you go, Oh, we're gonna find yeah, out sure why she's there. She's like, Oh, fuck me. But right, that's clearly been a few years because she's got the kid, and the kid's a few years old. She doesn't look like, like shit then. No, she doesn't. She still looks like Anna Friel, uh, Nicole Kidman. Anna Friel, Nicole. She was rocking that, that, that brown hair, yeah, mm. Anna Friel hair. Yeah, before like she that. before she took the Melissa McCarthy out of yeah. give me hair. <laughs> yeah, I clearly shared a wig on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, our audience vote on Destroyer was definitely not shit fifty percent. Uh, Touching cloth twenty five percent, shit thirteen percent, and Geostorm twelve percent. I can see an argument for Touching cloth on that. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a very much definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. So. Yeah. You're strange, boy. Fair enough. Um, well, I'm going to say we're going to move on now to um, fire the greatest party that never happened. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We had four containers filled, four 18-wheeler trucks filled with Evian water. But I had left the week before for two days to go to meetings in Bermuda for the America's Cup. And when I came back, I'd missed the big meeting with... Customs And, of course, Customs had said to Billy and the gang, you need to pay us $175,000 in cash today for us to release the water. I went down. Well, Billy called me. I'm going to speak completely. Um, you know, this won't go that far, I'm sure. But Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said, oh, my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're our wonderful gay leader. And we need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? And I said, Billy, what? And he said, Andy, if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally drove home, took a shower, I, I, I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really... And I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. But he couldn't have been nicer. And he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water. I will let you serve it. But I want to be, want to be one of the first people to be paid this import fee for what you're doing. And I said, okay, great. And I got back and I had all the water that we needed. <laughs> Can you imagine in my 30 years of a career that this is what I was going to do? I was going to do that, honestly, to save the festival. We think if we go any longer, Ian will forget that the film actually ever happened. So, it's directed by uh, Chris Smith, who. What else did he direct? It's another documentary he did, not yeah, he did uh, Jim and Andy, The Great that Beyond. That was the one, yeah. I think he did American Movie back in the day as well. Did he? Pretty sure that. it's in. Um, yeah, so for, for anybody who lived under a rock, Fire, The Greatest Part Never Happened, is a documentary film about Ben McFarland and the Fire Film Festival uh, that never happened in, well, that kind of almost happened. Fire Half was, happened. It wasn't a film festival. Uh, not a film festival, a music festival. Uh, in 2017, where by uh, a 
well, a bunch of people paid an extortionate amount of money to go to an exclusive party festival, uh, and it turned out to be a bit of a shit show. Not a bit of a shit show. It never, it just didn't happen. So are we, so we can kind of, I think we'll have to kind of review the, the, the film itself and the whole idea around it as well at the, at the same time. Um, so I'm going to go to you first on this one, Bex. Uh, what did you make of Fire, the greatest party that never happened? Did it give you a greater insight into the uh, Fire Festival and the bricks that um, created it? Or was it literally just like reading the Wikipedia page for what Well, it was, it was a little bit, wait, from a factual point of view, like if you've done any research into Fire Festival once it all sort of went wrong you kind of know what went down. But I think seeing the human side of it was was quite interesting. Like, what a piece of shit he actually is and stuff. And and how just brazen they were about about conning people. Oh, oh shit, we need to get loads of people to put their money onto these fire bands because we need more cash. It's like, yeah, but that's, that's got to come out the other end. They're going to want to spend it while they're there. And it, I don't know, it's it, that poor bloody woman as well. I mean, I know she's been... You know, well remunerated. Well remunerated now, but I mean, fuck at the time, fifty grand of her own savings that she had to pump in to pay people. That's, I mean, that's mental, and that wouldn't have happened if, if you know, they would never have reimbursed her. We're not playing the word. They were. Fine. They were not. And then, and then the bit when he's like on, um, what is it? Not parole. That's after you've done your time. Probation. Mm-hmm. The bit before you have your trial, and he's and then he's setting up another fucking call, and and, and letting the, people fucking film it. Not 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 letting people film it. Incredible, paying people yeah. to come and film it. I just it was just it, that that bit of it was quite eye opening. Just how brazen he was about about stuff. But then they, they kept trying to make you feel sorry for him. Like oh, he was like really stressed out, and he kept going off on his fucking quad bike. And it's like well, eh. What a what a douche move! Like I'm just gonna go off on my on my on my quad bike, but also it's it's a fuck up of your own creation. Yeah. Uh, what I was before I get into my things, never ever trust anybody that couldn't read out I don't know a fucking speech or anything at a school play because that man literally any time he had to talk sounded like he was tripping over his own words and couldn't stop blinking. It was. They kept talking about him and saying, oh, he's, a, he's one of the greatest salespeople ever. And I'm looking and thinking... Oh, I really? fuck all from him. Really? Yeah. Ian, uh, Fire Festival, Fire the Greatest Party Never Happened. Um, did you enjoy the documentary? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's properly eye-opening and upsetting, but also kind of darkly funny in moments as well. Um, it, I don't know, just... I thought the idea of getting all those models to like go out there and basically advertise this festival even though all it is is just models having a party like the sheer genius of that and kind of corralling these celebrities into this social media campaign and just the way that something can be built from absolutely fucking nothing like it, it, in it, in today's day and age is remarkable. And I mean, it's like one of the Jenners and one of the other uh, women featured in this, uh, uh, I, I think they're being taken to court now 
Um, and it's well, the Jenner and I think it's Haley Baldwin, is it? Yeah, yeah, that that sounds right. Um, and it, it, I just I think that's stunning. I mean, and they obviously didn't have a clue what they were doing. And I don't think you know, like they weren't being manipulative. It was a paid gig for them. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they, just, they, they were doing they were doing their job. Yeah, 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 and you know, it, 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 so it's not, it's not necessarily a criticism of them. I mean, I think it's a criticism of their managers, um, but not not necessarily them. But just the way that this festival just comes out of absolutely nothing, built entirely on the promise of being the company of these people. Um, I mean, it, I, I just, I, I find that really disturbing. But also, I'll be honest: watching these fucking dickheads be so excited about this, and then go there, and this is happening, and how Lord of the Flies it gets after what seems to be about twelve <laughs> hours. Yeah, it, I mean, it's just, it, it is incredible. I mean, like, I could have, to be, I, I think Chris Smith was trying to like more paint the serious aspect of of, of the of the of the goings on, which I think is absolutely fair enough, but. I kind of could have done with more stories about what happened that fucking night about just how fucking weirdly pathetic people got. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it just, I, 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 I thought it was really entertaining, but really eye opening and rightly upsetting in many ways. I mean, like you said, Becky, that like last section where he's just in that penthouse with that other guy, just like offering, tickets for things really cheap with absolutely fucking zero evidence i mean it's it just it's stagger it's staggering um and it does i don't know it does make uh, god i hope lottie's more savvy than that when she's that fucking age she better fucking be um yeah i don't know i had a really good time with this the thing uh, is i mean it's not it's not your average kids that would have been going to that anyway is it because the tickets were were really expensive well, my, well, well i'm not saying rich kids deserve it i mean that's not what i'm going for oh, I'm about to. i kind of feel like anyone that wants to go to a party just because instagram influencers are going to be there maybe need to have a word right i think it's 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 a great comedy film it's a massive the these guys have no idea what they're fucking doing they're just con men and people saying, oh, are they these great entrepreneurs and you know how wonderful they are and how fantastic they are and all this lot. This literally is a little microcosm of what can happen when rich people do things. That is a literally that's literally what it is. That this guy, you know, Billy McFarlane, he didn't start running scams at like school. At like public schools and stuff like that, and then go up. He's from a wealthy background and has used the the feeling of I'm ne- I'm never going to get my comeuppance. This is never going to come back and bite me in the ass. I'm yeah. invincible. I'm a rich white man. Mm. That's what he used. And everybody they were interviewing that they were talking to that were saying, "Oh well, yeah, when I worked at the festival and I did this, you know, I did think that something was a little bit wrong, but I just kept going. I was just doing my job and that." And he's thinking, "Right, cool. Bet you're a little rich white man as well. Right, you're a rich old white man. You're a rich old white man." And it just felt all like that. Like all of these people were just doing what they thought was you know good for people. And then do you know what happened? A lot of fucking rich white guys. Um, what is it? Bought tickets for it. 
And they didn't buy it to go to a festival. They didn't buy it to go and see these bands or anything like that. They bought it so they could say to people, other people, I was there and you weren't. Yeah. So yeah. fuck them. Every fucking single fucking one of them. It is an only thing of, of what is wrong with this current little fucking Insta generation of thinking that that's it, that, that, that that's how they're going to make money. I'm going to make money because I'm like going on Instagram and getting loads of followers and then bands will, brands will pay me to endorse their shit and I can just be me and things like that. And that's what happens. It's the whole YouTube thing. And then you've got the other side of it. You've got YouTubers and influencers, influencers who have built a brand over a number of years and have, you know, you've got YouTubers out there who will who, who, who edit these fucking incredible little fucking 20-minute videos mm. and are doing, like, one or two a fucking day. It's a job. It's yeah. not... There's a lot goes into it. And then you're getting all of these... Every fucking... Every actor, musician, or whatever from the 80s and early 90s has a kid that is now a model or an influencer. And it's literally because they've gone, can I be asked to be on a movie set for fucking 12 hours a day for six weeks? Nah. Just, I'll just, who can I date? Oh, he looks like a fucking crackhead. And he was in fucking Freaks and Geeks. I'll date him and then fuck it, I can do what is it? Do whatever. It just, this was a microcosm of that little fucking bullshit that's going around and every fucker deserved everything they fucking got oh, in no, it. No, 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 that's not true. I felt sorry for, like, some of his staff and stuff, not necessarily the ones that were involved in the festival. I felt sorry for the woman uh, who, who, whose business they fucked over, yeah. yeah. Mm. But no, but, like, I don't feel ones... sorry for yoga dickhead. What yoga dickhead? Who are you talking about then? The staff that were working on the app back in... Yeah. that had no fucking clue what was going on with I'm this. always cynical and thinking you know something fucking why would they know they weren't involved in it at all and then all of a sudden they just lost their fucking jobs what the, 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 the low level people yeah the guy the, 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 what was it was it was it was the one called De David or something like that he had, he had, he had, he had like a it's David but there's a J in front of it for something for some oh M M David M David M David yeah I don't feel so like that cunt no, but like what, because his name's M. David? A, yes. <laughs> okay. And B, no, I'm sorry, right? You, they, These people were close enough to know that so, this, isn't, this isn't right. They can't pull this off. They weren't, though. They weren't, they weren't working on that. They were working on this app. I, I, that, that Asian girl they kept in, interviewing throughout it. Was clearly really fucking angry about it. Yeah, that's fine. Be angry about and it. And the people like that that were, were working hard on that side of it, that all of a sudden, you know, the, 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 the first the first thing he did before this, that big fucking exclusive club thing that he did, mm-hmm. there was was a scam. But they were involved in that. No, but these people deal with computers. They are experts computers. A, literally, a fucking Google search of the guy's name would have revealed that he's a con man. I don't know if you would at the time. I, 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 just, I have no sympathy for anyone involved with it. But... Well, I just think that's a really jaded way to look at things. I'm a jaded man. You know, the worst, there were innocent parties. There were innocent parties, yeah. But that, a lot of it was literally just people just being dickheads and it's come back and bit them in the arse. All the people, the only one that I liked 
was that guy who worked for some kind of financial thing who was literally just trying to fucking take them down. You felt like Jody's lunch hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he was, that, guy was, that guy was on the fucking tube just going, fucking Fire Festival is a scam. Nope, that's not taken on Twitter. I'm going to have that. <laughs> yeah. And he, he seemed to be just, just giggling at the fact that he helped take it down a little bit, which I kind of dig. I tried to warn people, really. Yeah, but nobody listened. No. It's mental. It, the whole thing was, was is, is, is mental that it happened and that people actually fucking fell for it. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a bunch of impressionable fucking early 20-somethings that have got more money than sense. And I don't particularly... Yeah, absolutely. I, and I, I don't feel sorry for them, but I do agree with Becky that I think maybe you're being a bit harsh on some of the employees who just didn't quite know it was going that badly wrong. Because, I mean, like, to be fair, he could have he could have like hidden a lot of the worst away just because it was all on that fucking island. And if they're like back in the fuck in the States just working on the website and all that kind of shit, they're not gonna know. Maybe not, but I still don't like them. Uh, um, you know, on that fucking conference call that they was like recording off and they're like, uh, just just before we go. Oh, fucking hell yeah. Has anyone else been contacted by the FBI? <laughs> <I was> like, Whoa <laughs> This is taking a turn. Yeah. The, the, the one person as well as as well that, that you look at and go Oh, I'm not surprised he's a douchebag. Ja Rule. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> then he Can't hear you, Becky. Literally in a different room now. He seems to have largely got away with it. Yeah, how's that happened? Well, I like to be fair, I think because he was Captain fucking Big Balls who didn't really know about all the financials and was just assuming old Billy was going to fucking do everything. But not Billy. Yeah. And that, is it Andy King, is it? The... Oh, the older guy. Oh, bless the old, him. The older guy. The one that yeah. was going to go blow customs. Yeah, it, 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 he... He irked me almost as much as... Almost more than Billy, to be honest. Because he can... Uh, be this is to... Angry Old Man Mark, the review. I, <laughs> I just want you to know that, Mark. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because he sat there... And, Genuinely, in in his head, he thinks he's like the sage, all the man who who was just trying to control this thing, and it and then you know he got he got taken along the ride as well. It's like no, you're as fucking complicit as the rest of them, you dumb bastard. I don't, I and, don't think. And the amazing thing is that he should have realised that this is the mentality of the people that he was dealing with. That they thought, well, do you know what? Do you know what? This guy at Customs, he looks a little gay, doesn't he? I guarantee you we can get old Andy to give this guy a bee jibber and he'll give us this water. And he goes, he's like, I just want money. I just want you to pay us for it. Like you're supposed to. Not, so where did they get? <laughs> you can have to blow this dude. <laughs> can you imagine that, though? When he gets there and goes, right, let's get on with this. And the guy goes, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> I feel like he wasn't as complicit in the actual thing and he was just trying to help them keep it together. Yeah. I feel like the fact that he was defending him and saying that he really hopes he doesn't go to jail after everything that happened, that made me really fucking dislike him. Mm. 
I don't think he was complicit in the organizer. You know, he was there. He was there. <laughs> I think he he from what he was saying and the fact that when he was talking about it, he honestly looked like he was going to fucking cry at a few points. Yeah, I I I feel like he's really traumatized by that whole thing, and he was just trying to keep the plate spinning. I have one word for that. <sighs> what? Didums. Oh, whatever, Mark. I don't know. It, you know he <laughs> there. If he's look at that, and he's pitching himself as the guy that they went to to come and help save him out of it because of all of his experience, of all of his career, and the fact that he was like like the mentor to them. If he's pitching himself as that, which he was doing frequently throughout that documentary. He should have acted at some point like the grown up yeah, and, go, and, and gone, right, no, this is fucking wrong. You need to cancel. Not told us a very, a, a little fucking jaunty little story about the fact that he nearly had to blow a dude and that's what he was going to do. At that moment, it's like, oh, and you're the fucking grown up. Well, I said this to you when we were watching it. Someone, the, the, there, there is a significant lack of grown ups yeah. involved in this and someone needs to be that and go, Right, this has gone fucking wrong. Cancel it. Yeah, but there was nobody. That, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it seemed to be that there was nobody there because they were all too busy having fun with it. He was trying to be the cool dad. He was trying to be the cool dad. Yeah, I guarantee you, he was walking around with the same bottle for the entire fucking day and going, "Oh no, I've just got myself a new beer. What's up a new beer?" He's gone. Okay, now I hope this is gonna be worth it at some point. As a documentary, I I I really enjoyed it in a kind of like it's almost like a perverse way you enjoy it, don't you? Watch it and go in. Like I said, I could have done with more of the everything fucking going wrong. I think you enjoyed it in a perverse way because you seem to have no sympathy for anybody involved. Nope. Normal people enjoyed it in a wow, is that really what went down kind of way? Yeah. You're just not very nice, clearly, are you? Nope. No. Again, if, if, if there was somebody who who went to Firefester who was who I happened to bump into a party or something like that and they were recounting all the horror of it, I would literally there go, oh, it's your fucking own fault, dumbass. <laughs> Zero sympathy for you. You are a tree. Yeah, I don't agree with you. But I, but what, you, you. You think that one person that bought a ticket and went to that festival deserves an ounce of sympathy? It depends on the the person and the situation and the type of ticket and and all that kind of stuff. You know, if they've, if they've, kids are, kids today are fucking stupid and they are affected by these stupid influence and bullshit people. And, you know, if they've got one of the cheaper tickets to just go and like camp and see these bands and be around these people. I don't think all the influences are bad, by the way. I don't think all influences are bad. Or all you, I don't know what is it that I, I have no problem with influence stuff like that. I have a problem with people thinking that something like this and are, are going to use it to make them feel superior. That's my issue with the whole thing. Mm. It, it, it's not. It, it's not that. It's not to be. Like I said earlier, it's not to be at this once in a lifetime event or anything like that. It's to to hold all the people who weren't there. And that is what all these fuckers went there for. And there's not one of them that can say they fucking didn't. I'm sure there probably is. No, they're in. They're lying there. Mm. I just think it's, I think it's a weird 
weird thing in the culture now is that anything can be, you know, like the, these people that did that, what was it like, the orange screen? Yeah. Like, most of them won't even fucking know what it was about. Oh. Well, no, they got paid to do it. Yeah. We're going to pay you this money to put an orange screen up. What's it about? Does it matter? Nah. Well, Could have been supporting fucking Hamas and they'd have still done it. I mean, I would think that they might have actually kind of done a little bit of what they Well, did they? Yeah, but a lot of them said on the thing, we didn't even ask. You just put an orange screen in and you get, you get paid this money. Well, then that's fucking... Then they are complicit, though. Well, they're done. Is well, what they are. Yeah, they're done. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, I mean. To be fair, I think like you, it would be like, right? What's this advertising? A music festival. Yeah, oh yeah, that, what music festival? Fire festival. You know, um, fucking blah blah and blah blah and blah blah. Those video, like that. Those videos they were posting. It was it was a promotional thing for fire festival. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, all right then. Yeah, how much? How much are you paying me? Uh, you know, like five grand for posting this thing. Oh yeah, cool. And you get free tickets. What, what, what I yeah, think was amusing you know. was, was, was when you look at the bands, they're all like quite select. And clearly, somebody in the office has gone, Oh, can we get Blink 182? Fucking love Blink 182. And they've gone, Yeah, that was, that was a random one. What? Who's this? Oh, this is Declan. He's here on like work experience. Like, Yeah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. What, I, they, I, they've responded. I, <laughs> yeah, they've said, I, Yeah. I like the fact that Blink-182 cancelled because it was like, we don't feel the equipment there will give the experience our fans want. Yeah. I, I, I just, <laughs> something about, like, it was the quality control of the of the experience that put like that, that put them off and not that it was obviously all on fire. Yeah, you know, Blink-182, a, you know, a, a pop-punk band. Not, not anything against Blink-182, I like Blink-182. But I get the feeling that they went, really? Nah, fuck it. Should we cancel? Should we cancel? They haven't paid us yet. Fuck it, yeah, let's cancel. Yeah, fuck it. I bet they cancelled by a tweet. <laughs> I I don't think, like, and I don't know this, I don't think there was a single Blink-182 fan there. No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't. think that. What would have been funnier is had Blink-182 turned up and then just decided to play the chaos. <laughs> Yeah, because that would be a very Blink One Eight Two thing to do. Just all of these like pampered little fucking rich kids running around stealing mad suits off each other, and then and just in the middle of it all, you've just got Blink One Eight Two blasting out all the small things. That would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. In the in the future, um, actual serious like film making of it um, that that will happen. I thought that they rewrite that and just go fucking full bore rap and just lie about it and say that happened. Blink One Eighty Two would probably play themselves as well. Yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I thought it was uh, well. I, I actually I graded this differently. Um, I'll wait till Becky comes out of the, uh, which is just left for a second to get herself a drink. Um, but yeah, it's, so I graded it, um, bunch of dickheads, gang of oh, dickheads, right. yeah. swarm of dickheads, or wood blow for water. Um, uh, bunch of dickheads got 17%. Okay. Gang of dickheads got 8%. Mm-hmm. Swarm of dickheads. Uh, yeah. Took the uh, lead with forty two percent, and uh, would blow for water was thirty three percent. I think swarm of dickheads was the best descriptor. Yeah, swarm. Uh, it's a good. It's a good word. 
Yeah, so that's Fire Festival, the swarm of dickheads, uh, which, yes, as once again proved that I'm a terrible person and fuck all those guys. Um, should we do some what we've been watching? Can do. And then we'll, we'll pick up on, because we can back into segues nicely in eight and a half, and then our final review of the evening. Hey, everyone does their homework, including me, and right now I've got to memorize protocols for thoracic surgery, so Leo, why don't you get dinner started? What? Cook? Me? Cook? Sweetheart, I know you had a head injury, but we made a deal. While I'm studying for my exam, you keep the house running. But but I don't even know how to turn on a stove. Oh, honey, come on. (laughs) Salad, pasta, there's a jar of sauce in the fridge. Yeah. Yes. Ian, what have you been watching, bud? Okay, so... um, Oh, God, I've watched a lot. Oh, I've watched a lot. All right. Um, I'm going to try and lightning round some of this shit. So, right. American Animals. Um, Interesting documentary, fictional retelling hybrid, which kind of implants elements of the real life people into the fictionalized retelling of the uh, of the story in as in parts kind of does that a lot it, it, well a few times in the first third and then kind of becomes more traditional which was a shame uh it's an it, 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 it's a fucking interesting story that um i'm a couple weeks removed so i'm I, like I'm, I'm a little bit hazy on it but yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's a good time as American Animals. I, I think you guys would like it. Um, cool. Overboard, the Anna Faris starring <laughs> remake, uh, which like I had a perfectly agreeable time with it. Um, it's not. How, how close does it sit to the, to the story of the uh, original? Uh, fairly. I mean, it, it's uh, it's gender swapped, but aside, uh, you know, fairly. But I mean, it was made for. Um, it was basically made for Latin America. Um, like the, the guy in it, apparently he's quite a big star in, in that area of the world. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was fun. I, I laughed quite a few times. There's a very, there's a very funny bit of business. The guy does where he doesn't enter a house in a normal way, which I enjoyed immensely <laughs> because I like simple things. Uh, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm, I, I think you guys will probably watch that at some yeah. point, so we'll probably yeah. talk about it more. Um, Netflix original IO, uh, Anthony Mackie starring thing, which I think will be the most boring film I sit through this year. Um, uh, uh, is this is this the time where people go right? Yes, Anthony Mackie. Yes, we get it. He's a low level. Marvel character that nobody ever says, ooh, I wonder if they'll do a standalone movie of that guy that I've seen in like seven films, I still can't remember what his character is, Falcon. Falcon. It's Falcon, right? Mm-hmm. Stab in the fucking dark, I got it. Right? But Anthony Mackie keeps on like, keeps threatening to break out into doing like leading movies and stuff like that. And then whenever he does it, you go, oh, he's nowhere near as charismatic as he thinks he is. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I it yeah. I mean, I, I like I don't to be like Anthony Mackie either. To be he's fair, he, not... he he he's not really going for charisma in this. In all fairness, um, 
I mean, it, it's basically Margaret Qualey uh, of the Nice Guys, and apparently she was in the Leftovers. I think she was the yeah, she was the uh, the lady lead in the Death Note remake as well. Um, yeah, and she's in she's in one of the Jokan and War Party movies that's coming out soon. I think. Okay, and apparently she's in um, What's Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, yes, she is. Yeah. Um, fucking yeah. She, she's the play. next big. She's the next big thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, she's got quite a fucking resume considering she's twenty three. Fair play. Um, so yeah, um, basically she stars as this uh, research assistant, or uh, who's like one of the last people on Earth. Um, uh, she's waiting for her da- dad, uh, played by Danny Houston, to kind of come back from a research trip. Uh, Anthony Mackie arrives in a hot air balloon looking for him. Um, and it, it basically kind of goes on from there. Um, considering it's about essentially escaping Earth, it, it's just really boring. It's Wally's first 20 minutes, except it, it, it's not Wally. It, it's not a charming robot. It's Margaret Qualey and Anthony Mackie. Um, and it, it's like the film ends on this note, which I think is supposed to be heartbreaking, but like zero fucks were given um <laughs> it, it, like it, it's serious and I mean, it just is so fucking boring i mean it's only about an hour and a half long but i really really struggled to pay attention uh so that's io i don't recommend it um okay uh shadows john cassavetti's first film um because it was on movie because i keep on forgetting to cancel my movie subscription um so yeah it's uh, this is i don't know it's odd it's just this really loose free-flowing narrative that kind of uh forms around a man and a a a a very pale mixed race woman starting a relationship and then he realizes what her heritage is and has problems with it there's um, a lot of there's a lot of jazz in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have seen that. I got I I saw it in a a, a, a John uh, Cassavetes um, back box set thing that I bought oh, mm. years and years ago. I mean, it's um I I mean I I actually I quite I quite enjoyed it. I mean, like the cutting's really interesting, and um, like I say, the kind of the jazzy improv improvis uh, oh, fuck me. Improvise Improv- it. Im- improv- Im- improv- oh my god! I feel like I've had a stroke. <laughs> Improvisation. Im- Improvisational. Improvisational. Yeah. 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 Okay. Jesus Christ! That kind of nature to it. I fucking. I know Paul's going to be listening to this. He's going to be pissing himself. But that, like, never mind. Um, yeah. But I was trying to say improvisational. I think that's what I was trying... Yeah, there you go. Fucking hell. <laughs> Nature to it. Uh, yeah, it's... Um, I, I, I thought it was a good piece of work. Uh, I rewatched This Is The End. Um, I think that thing is not ageing super well. No, it's not. Um, it, I rewatched it not too long ago, and it, it's still funny, but there's, there's certain people who become less funny in it, and there's certain people who become more, more funny in it. Yes. Yeah. So at every watch, Daniel Bride gets funnier in it. And every watch, Franco, you start looking and going, Were you playing a douchebag, Franco, or are you just a douchebag, Franco? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 
I really like Joe. I, I do really like Jonah Hill in it, though the exorcism of Jonah Hill bit, where it's like the power of yeah. Christ compels you. Does it? Does it, Jay? Does it? I'm not feeling very compelled. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. like that never will not be funny to me. No, it, it, and as well, you do get the feeling there's an underlying thing of them two just don't like each other. Yeah, no, I mean that, that... looks weird. TM gets older every time he watches. But... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but even he has admitted that in recent years, mm. in the sense that he's kind of gone, um, you know, the weed thing has to kind of stop a little bit. Yeah. I think his wife, I mean, I think he saw him on, like, Elm or something like that, and his wife told him off. Yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. No, he's I mean... into that period when the this was where oh, yeah. But, I mean, I, 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 I think it's a very, very funny film, and... It just it, it the, the shine has slightly come off, but I don't think it will come off any more than it now has. Like that, that's the thing. I think it's gone down, but it will remain at a consistent level. So there we go. Um, Blumhouse's True for Dare. Oh, what was this like? Because it, it it looks really good, but then the the the, the this, a certain like character design, I suppose, or makeup design, effects design of mm. where the faces go on that put me off. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, you know, it, it's not high level Blumhouse, quite frankly, but it's, um, I, I just kind of liked seeing people who have airs and graces about being good people, like it being found out that they're not, and getting fucked over. Like, there's a certain kind of like uh, glee to that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's not great, but I'd say if you're into the premise, it's worth a go. Uh, um, I'll, I'll, yeah, it's one of those I'll, I'll definitely be giving a go at some point for sure. And uh, once 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 I can watch it without paying for it, the thing is, I can't get over it's on that. It, it's it, it'll be on. Uh, I watched it on Now TV, so it'll be on Sky Movies. Yeah, it's go. on Sky it's Movies. On Sky Movies yeah. I I can't. I actually quite like the look of it, but I can't get past thinking of her as a TV actress Who? because she's in Pretty Little Liars. I don't watch that. No. Oh, but that like main girl. It's like, I'm not going to spend hours of my life watching a fucking film with a TV actress in the lead. Wow. I know, it's stupid. It is. <laughs> no, I, I don't watch Pretty Little Liars. Well, I'm just shit in Pretty Little Liars, so that doesn't help. Um, oh, also, I, I enjoyed the ending as well. Um, I'll just leave that there. Uh <laughs> Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, took Lottie to see that again. That thing is a fucking banger. Mm. Like, that film is so fucking good. Um, I kind of think it should have been higher than number three in my top ten now. But never mind. Um, Crazy Rich Asians. fucking high. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Rewatch that. Uh, Donna watched it with me this time. Two ninety nine on iTunes during that fucking mental sale they did. Um, so yeah, uh, I enjoy Crazy Rich Asians. I like looking at the luxury things, but there's also a decent story there. First half is quite silly. Second half, the comedy does dry up and necessarily so um and yeah i i'm i like i i'm buying what crazy rich asians is selling i've only got a few more i promise um uh on mubi i watched hon sang su's yourself and yours i've never watched a hong sang su film before and apparently he specializes in tales about drunk people having arguments and regrets 
And it's like, yes, this is a film about drunk people having arguments and regrets. Um, it's basically like, the, the, I don't really know actually what was actually going on in all honesty, but it's these guys trying to kind of start relationships with this woman who may or may not be bullshitting that they already, that she already knows them. Like it, it, it's almost like eternal sunshine in the spotless mind, except replace, um, uh, that, that m- memory wiping machine with alcohol. Um, <laughs> it was odd. It was, it was weird. Um, but I, I was kind of into it and it was 86 minutes long. So yourself and yours, it's on movie in the UK at the moment. And I recommend it. Uh, the wife, I think literally all of his movies are all, they're like, doing a retrospective. Really quite, they're all really quite short as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And movies doing a retrospective where it's like every couple of weeks, they put one of his films on and it's lasting three months. So I'll probably That's watch them more. Um, uh, yeah, I watched The Wife, the uh, film that Glenn Close is probably going to win Best Actress for. Oh, yeah. What's this like? Uh, good. Yeah. Um, actually, it, it's actually not bad. She's really, really good in it. Um, it's basically uh, her husband, played by Jonathan Price, has won the Nobel Prize for Literature. They go over to Stockholm for the ceremony, and then um, things transpire. I don't actually want to say any more i knew more than that going in and i don't want to say more than that uh but she's very good it's 40 50 years of kind of resentment coming out in the space of a couple of days uh and she plays it really really well i will say her acting against christian slater is weird because it's christian slater very much in today christian slater mode where he probably can't out-act Glenn Close, but he's trying. Uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I can get that. I, I will watch anything with Christian Slater in it, though, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, he's all right, but it's just it's Christian Slater and Best Actress nominee Glenn Close. So, yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's worth... It, it, it's actually worth a go. It's not as kind of staid and stoic as you think it's going to be. It's got some bite to it, which I appreciated. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, I did a Barry Jenkins double bill, uh, rewatched Moonlight, which was, uh, I actually liked it second time round, I think away from the hype. Uh, but I saw if Beale street could talk, which comes out. Uh, so it was this Cineworld unlimited screening comes out nationwide on Valentine's day. I think it's, it opens in London on, uh, next Friday. Uh, they're doing one of those for some fucking reason. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I think it was to qualify for BAFTA. Um, but yeah, this film is fucking amazing. Is it? It, it is so good. It is so good. And I'm so annoyed that there are some films nominated for Best Picture and this isn't. It, mm. It's so fucking frustrating. And I, I'll just say it. The fact that Bohemian Rhapsody is considered to be a Best Picture nominee over if Beale Street could talk is objectively insulting. Like, I don't know how that happens. It is, I like, and I'm probably going to overhype it, but it's a film that in the space of 119 minutes made me That's laugh. Yeah. 
I, I was in my head for some reason. It was like three hours long. No, 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 no. It it made me laugh. It made me kind of weepy. It made me angry. It made me hungry. Um, <laughs> it 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 did fucking. It it ran the whole gamut of human emotion in the space of 119 minutes. It's this fucking achingly romantic, but also super heartbreaking, but not maybe not for reasons you think it's going to be. Look at this couple who are torn apart by the guy being je- like uh, 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 arrested for a crime he didn't commit. That's not a spoiler. It's obvious he didn't commit it. Um, and then uh, she's pregnant, and it's how the, like her family deal with that, how his family deal with that. There's a scene early on, which is one of the great chewings out of a mother-in-law you will ever, ever, ever see on screen. And it is fucking magnificent. I mean, like, I, my mother-in-law is fantastic, but like the ste- like the stereotypical mother-in-law who doesn't like her son's girlfriend slash wife, you know, and just like the best chewing out of her and the, the her daughters. Um, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's a film that feels important and feels like it's got a lot to say about the state of the world but it's also very much about this couple um it is a it's a fucking brilliant film Uh, like it, it just yeah i mean barry jenkins man like that he's he's the real deal i mean i think when moonlight came out I, I gave it a four out of five on Letterboxd when I first saw it, but I think because it was against La La Land, I was predisposed to kind of picking a side, I suppose, is, is just the, the, the really fucking primal way of putting it. Um, but it, you know, it... I, yeah, I, I think I need to rewatch Moonlight because I, I watched it and was like, it's fine. It, 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 not, not, not fine, I, it's good. Mm. I, I don't know, but... That I thought it's good. I'm just not seeing what people are getting that makes it great. The the the, the boys who play Chiron, the central kid, the way mm. all those three actors embody the same character is a hell of a thing. Like like physicality, it, like the the way they deliver the lines. It like it's it, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, I mean, I still don't. I I still think La La Land deserved best picture over it, um, but I will say Mahershala Ali, like it is like yeah, you he fucking like he's only in like the first third of the film, but his imprint is there all the way through the rest of it. Um, yeah, you you guys should should do moonlight again at some point i mean well becky first time watch but yeah but um i mean if bill street could talk it's it, it, it's a fucking it, it, it left its mark uh it's a tremendous film i already feel like my end of year list like for 2019 will be the if bill street could talk memorial list but i won't <laughs> feel that bad because it will also be best of decade list and to be honest 
I'll give this a couple more watches this year and it's going to be in the mix, I think. It is a fucking, like, it 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 spoke to me. I mean, it, it might not do the same for you guys, but it fucking spoke to me. That's good. That's awesome, mate. I'm I've, cool. I've been psyched for that since I saw the first fucking images from it, to be honest. So, and Moonlight's on Prime, so there's no excuse to not watch it. Yeah, cool. there you go. I mean, yeah, let's let's kind of catch up on if Beale Street could talk in a couple of weeks then. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, it's... It's very, very fucking good. Uh, Yeah, but that's me. Cool. Um, Do you want to do your solo ones first, Bex? I'll do mine, then we'll do our together ones. Have I watched any solo ones? I don't know. I don't think so. Have you not? Oh, right. I'll fuck you then. Come on, let me check. I'll do my solo ones while you're checking them. I watched. We watched Star is Born. Not talking about it anymore. Talk talked about shitloads, but it is a masterpiece. Well, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna watch it the 4K on iTunes this week, so we'll talk about it some more next week. Oh yes, there we go. Then. Um, uh, what else have I watched? I watched um uh, the change up because I wanted to watch something with my breakfast on my day off a few weeks ago, uh, and it happened to come on on um Sky Movies Comedy, whatever it is now. Yeah, and it was just starting. I thought, yeah, I'll do. Could watch that for half an hour while I ate breakfast, and then watch the whole damn thing, um, <laughs> which I'm fine with. It's yeah, I can watch Brian Reynolds in anything quite easily. It's, it's what is it? Um, I also watched that I've not watched. I think since seeing it, I think at the cinema, um, Ed TV. Which, oh um, shit! <laughs> okay, yeah, which I which which. It led me to two revelations. One, I completely forgot this was a Ron Howard film. Like, completely forgot it was a Ron Howard film. And two, made me go, holy fuck, Clint Howard is Ron Howard's brother. Which had just never clicked with me. What, despite the fact that Clint Howard only ever stars in Ron Howard films? Yes. Because okay. I was looking at him going, 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 Howard's in a lot of Ron Howard films, isn't he? I've got the same name. <laughs> no, it didn't twig at that point. Really? It was then when I just looked to see what other things he's been in. Because he was in My Name is Earl as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, no, he's in My Name is Earl, but I'm sure there's other stuff I've seen him in. I was looking on his IMDb and it just said, um, Brother of. I was like, oh, shit, that seems like something I should have known. <laughs> or worked out, at least. Yeah, <laughs> um, what I will say is, it's too fucking long. Uh, it's over two hours long. It doesn't need to be over two hours long. And it, it starts to feel it. But for the whole, it, for a film that is 20 years old mm. this year, um, it, it has the reality TV and the celebrity generation nailed to a fucking T. <laughs> it, 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 it literally, MTV has predicted what was going to happen. I've not seen this. Um, and there's a, a there's a great line there uh, from Rob Reiner uh, where he says, bear in mind, this is 20 years ago. Um, so to give an example there, when this was released, a film 20 years, that had happened 20 years before that was Apocalypse Now. Right? And he says um, that celebrities gone gone crazy. It used to be 
that you had a talent and that made you a celebrity. Mm. Now, being a celebrity makes you talented. Mm. Or being a celebrity has become a talent. Yeah. And it, 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 it focuses in into all of that. And you look at it and go, right, EdTV is basically a, a warning. That we didn't listen the, to. That the, 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 nobody listened to. What people did is they went, ooh, that's a fucking good idea. So it's the idiocracy argument. It, it literally is that. It, it literally is that. The other thing I will say is, because this came out around the same time as Truman Show, or we did the same few years, I think. What was Truman Show? Was that 98? I can check for you. Have a check for it. Um, and Truman Show is always seen as the... It, 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 EdTV was kind of always in Truman Show. No, it, was a, it, it was seen as something that was kind of like, like trying to be a little bit more of a lower brow Truman Show. Like a funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got McConaughey and Woody Harrelson in here. You know, Woody Harrelson literally bench presses at one point General Elfman um, in it, <laughs> which is quite amusing. Um, but. I, I'll be honest, I think I actually prefer Ed TV to Truman Show. Truman Show's really sad. I've never got on with Truman Show. But anyway, Ed TV, yeah, I, I, I really like to. Uh, the reason why I think Ed TV is no longer talked about is I think Ellen um, makes sure that nobody sees this movie. And it's, what is that? I'm surprised she's allowed it to be on Netflix. Uh, because if you watch this and you look at Ellen now, you go, whew, a lot of work, her, aren't she? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, TV. It's, it's it's on Netflix, and I actually really quite enjoyed my my rewatch of it. Nice. Um, what else have we got? What are the ones that we watched together? Now? Together, together now. Excellent. So you can do this one first because I've already thought about when we reviewed it on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember what I thought of it. a while ago. Yeah, this one we did watch like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so we watched The Commuter um, with, what's his face? Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson, he's called. <laughs> Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson. I do like Patrick Wilson. Um, I like Patrick Wilson. Yeah. It doesn't say much for the film that I don't remember what I thought of it, does it? No. I remember enjoying it in, in the moment. I did not like it when that man got hit by a car. Um yeah, it's it was an entertaining enough. It's fine. Yeah, it's it, fine. It, it's Tuesday night. Mm. It was a very good Tuesday night watch. Although you could have called the fact that that nervous girl that changes seats is the yeah target from the fact from the moment she changes seats. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'll watch it again. I probably work because I've seen it twice now. I think that I think literally that is the amount of times you need to have seen it. That's a two timer. I, I do think if we try to watch it again, Prime will go. Whoa, whoa. you've seen you it sure? twice, bruh. Are you sure? You don't need to watch it again. I'm like, oh, okay, Prime. You've not watched it twice on Prime, though. Maybe Prime wouldn't know. No, the, the Prime knows everything. Alexa's just heard what we we're saying. Oh, she didn't light up. She didn't light up. Maybe she's dead. I don't think she's dead. I don't think she heard us. Um, although she's recording it, and she'll light up later and go, "I did hear that." Um, nah, she'll never die. <laughs> no, she won't. I have downloaded the movie Commuter into your permanent library. <laughs> yes, it is playing in your brain now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we rewatched uh, John Wick. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. 
You really do love John Wick, don't you? I do, I do. Yeah. It, it, it really, really, really hurts my heart when that dog dies, though. The bit where it's like crawled across the fucking floor and there's a blood trail and it's just really wanted to be close to him. Oh my God, it, it hurts even thinking about it. Yeah. I, do you know what? As soon as as soon as that as soon as that dog dies, whatever he fucking does is is absolutely justified. It, it was an absolutely blinding fucking move putting that in there because whatever he does to anybody throughout the rest of the movie, like not, not the rest of the movie, dog. the rest of the series the of, the, of the movie, all because of that dog, all because of this dog. Yeah, I, I love it. And you can kind of go, oh, it, 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 it's fine. It's one of those films where with John Wick it's exactly it's about the fifth or sixth time I think I've seen it um, where you kind of go and you will be watching it again am I am I misremembering how good it is is it one of those that was a a zeitgeist movie and it's not it, 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 it it's gonna lose at some point you're gonna watch it and go yeah it's losing a little bit of thread it's not it's die hard it, it's one of those films that is just good enough to watch once a year at least yeah um, and it still keeps it you know, Keanu Reeves is, is fantastic. The initial amount of world building you're starting to get in it is is really entertaining and really good. Um, throughout that, it's just, it's a really cracking movie. And then, number two, we get that. And then, you know, number three looks like it's going to continue the, 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 the rich vein of form. Rich vein um, it's mental though like Keanu Reeves does not look like an action star but that is absolutely what he fucking is and it's all because of the Matrix no it's not it's good speed that's very actiony it is very actiony not really like he doesn't he doesn't do like the stuff that he does in what what, what, what about chain reaction that was once described in the uh, little synopsis bits that they do on Sky movies as a chubby Keanu Reeves <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I literally he... said that. I remember reading that and going, "That's not nice." Is that why some Keanu's fat? No. Um, yeah, John Wick, great. It's, it's magnificent. Yeah, I absolutely adore that film. Yeah. It's it's like it's in it's in that same category of films for me that the Raid movies and um, Judge Dredd is in. Like, just those really great action movies that I could just, just watch. Just really fucking violent movies. Really fucking violent <laughs> movies that I could just watch over and over. Uh, our final one before we get back into uh, into more feature reviews is we watched Tag, which we picked up in the... Uh, oh, yeah. The great, what is it? Um, great Sale. The Great Sale, yeah. The mad mental motherfucking sale. Um Quick, everyone buy it before they realise what mistake they've made. Yeah. Wait a minute, it's not a mistake. Not a mistake. What the... That that was a very fun WhatsApp conversation last Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we watched um, Tag, which costs basically on a true but kind of very loosely based on a true story. Um but stars Jeremy Renner, uh, Ed Helms, Amber Wallace, uh Isla Fisher, Receiver Jones, John Hamm. Uh, Jake Johnson, um, an actor who I still always, every time he's in something, come up with various different versions of what his name is, but can never get it right. So it's like, is he James Jackson? No, he's not James Jackson. Is he Jack Jameson? James Johnson? Jack Jackson Johnson? I can never get <laughs> Jake Johnson, <laughs> but I can get every other J name <laughs> yeah. that has a sub at the end. 
all the way through it, uh, but I can never get to his actual Jimbo name. Jameson, no. <laughs> so, yeah. And then I'll look at it and go, fucking Jake Johnson. Fucking hell, that's it. That's it. And then two seconds later, I'll go, ah, oh, shit, is it Jack Johnson? No, that's the fucking singer. <laughs> and I'll go through that. Oh, fuck, I've got to rewind this now because I missed what he just said. Fucking Jake Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah, tag. So it's a game of tag that's been going on for 30 years between these guys where the month of May they're allowed to tag each other and the whole premise of it is that Jeremy Renner's never been tagged. They can't get him. They can't tag him no matter what they do or try. They can't get him. And then so they decide this is the year. This is the year they're going to get him. Uh, but one of them decides. But they all decide to go along with it, yeah. Um what do you think, Beth? Because I, I had fun with it, but it runs out of speed a few times and then manages to get it back a little bit and it's a little bit more preposterous than you think it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I don't know that because like some of the bits that, that bothered me in the film, yeah. they then showed footage and it's like, oh, they did that. They actually did that, yeah. Like, he, he actually dresses an old lady with a walker. Yeah, uh-huh, okay. there's, there's a scene in it where Ed Helms dresses an old lady in a, uh, with a, a walker mm. um, and you're looking at it going, that's fucking mental. And he's like in the middle of a, like a shopping centre and you're thinking, this is just getting a little bit silly now. And then in the footage that it shows that actually then, He's dressed exactly the same yeah. as Ed Helms is in, in, what is it, the exact same costume, which is a little bit mental. Yeah, I I really liked it. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, okay. Alice Fisher, I like... I, I, I can't get off with Alice Fisher in anything ever. Which is weird, because she's pretty and ginger. Uh, yeah, but she's also really annoying. And she's one of those irritating people that thinks she's really funny yeah, without she's... actually being funny. She's too OTT, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's too OTT in this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think it helps that she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. No, it doesn't help. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I really enjoyed it. I loved Joey Renner in it. Yeah. Um, and I'm the on one of the iTunes special features is a documentary about the actual guys and I really really want to watch that yeah um, stars for me John Hamm's great in it yeah, John Hamm's great in everything yeah um, Hannibal Burris is, is really fun in it who's that Sable yeah 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 he is uh, he's, he's a lot of fun in, in this um, yeah he is Hannibal <laughs> Wallace uh, is, is great in it I know always plays the um, the Wall Street uh, um, journal um, journalist who wrote the actual story, yeah. and she kind of gets essentially tags along with them yeah. um, on this mission. Uh, there, it's it's a very much a a late night couple of beers movie on a Saturday night that when you're up finish, you'll go, "Oh, that's fine." I only need six out of ten tonight. I don't know. I think you're damning it with faint praise, though. It's, you could definitely watch it on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, had enough, I had enough fun with it. It's no gay night, which I said at the time, but yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. It's it's good fun. Mm. I, I, I spent two nights on it, and I'm happy I spent two nights on it. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Fair enough. Cool. Right. Uh, so our listeners, I, I, I'm going to be really rude here and say, I can't remember who chose this. Who chose this? And my boy, Paul Dyer. Of course it was Paul, yeah. Wow. Right, so eight and a half. I'm going to, as soon as Paul shows, I'm going to let you fucking introduce it. 
Uh, okay, it's uh, directed by Federico Fellini. Um, he got a film director. He's making a film. He doesn't really know what it's about, but you know what he does like women. <laughs> Becky, what do you think of Eight and a Half? Before, before you get into the next, quickly, yeah. uh, you hadn't seen it, had you? I have not. Had you seen Florian? No. Uh, cool. Go on, I, I, I loved it. I'd quite happily sit and watch it again, like, fairly soon. To kind of... It feels like there was maybe bits that, on a rewatch, you'd go, oh, OK, that makes sense. You, you, or I didn't catch that first you, time. You dig surrealism, surrealism though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you can get on with... You, you can, very much get on with it, can't you? I loved the fact that it was essentially, it felt like it was a making of of itself. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I really loved it. Um, the the way that, I, I don't know, I don't really know how to kind of say what I'm thinking of saying, but like, the way that he's like constantly running away from people and, you know, you, you kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, that, the, the, the fact that it feels like a making of, of itself as it's going through is, it, it's just, it's really fun to watch. Um, the only, there was one bit that I kind of thought, that wouldn't fly these days. You wouldn't get away with that these days. And it did make me a little bit uncomfortable. I didn't like it was the bit where all the women were in the harem. Oh, the harem one, yeah. I didn't like that bit. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, apart from that, you know, it does, it does treat some of the female characters as being, like, super needy. Um, and But then I think part of that is it's kind of... His mental projection. Yeah, it, 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 you're, viewing, you're, you're viewing them through, through yeah, his eyes. His lens, he's yeah. incredibly needy. And he's incredibly needy, but he also he he thinks he's this like. He thinks women need him. Yes, um, and it turns out obviously that it's the opposite, and blah blah. blah. Um, but yeah, some of the some of the female depictions kind of made me go, nah, I don't really like that. Um, but what then, it was like in Italy. That's it. Yeah. You know, and it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't like people excusing problematic material by going, "Oh, it was a different time." I don't think anything's problematic enough apart from that scene where all the women are like, "Oh, Guido, Guido," and the um, like stairs. But the whole point of that is how fucking up his own arse he is. Mm. Like it's like male ego driven fantasy made flesh and it's fucking ridiculous and i think are they not playing up the this is fucking ridiculous nature of it like the way that like she has the last dance before she goes up the stairs oh, I, I, absolutely I, I think they're playing up the, the ridiculous walk. oh that was really sad though and then she just goes Oh, well, none of you are listening anyway, and just goes upstairs. That made me really sad for it. No, yeah, I mean that. that, that lady. But yeah, no, abs- no, absolutely, and I agree. But it, it, it's like I don't think we're Fellini is like showing us this and going like this is fucking brilliant, isn't it? It, it I, I was watching it just like this is fucking pathetic. Like, why, why are you having this? like masturbatory fantasy of all this shit going on you absolute dickhead yeah or at least that's what i thought 
Yeah, I know, and I, and I, and I kind of get that that it's 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 making fun of him while it, while it's doing it. It just even knowing that made me a little bit uncomfortable to watch. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's. I don't know. It, it, it's definitely problematic. I, I think it depends on your reading because you know if if it was like this is just supposed to be like oh this is fucking brilliant then yeah it, it's the read of it is fucking horrible especially in this day and age. But I I, I think it is. I mean, it's interesting. Like the the, the woman who's most into him in the entire film is this. Apart, I mean, apart from his wife, even though she's basically falling out of love with him, but it, it, it's this overly made-up woman who gets there and it, and then just like falls ill, and then she's just sweaty and like very much turns away from being the object, the object of his affection, and even when like she's there in that like courtyard place having coffee or whatever she's there and he's almost embarrassed by her and Mm -hmm. the the other women in the film aren't really taken with him you know I mean like there's a lot of women that he seems to like notice who turn up in that that scene we were just talking about but they don't seem to be particularly infatuated by him no, now that one woman that they portray like as being really pathetic, she just really wants to know what fucking part she's playing. <laughs> yeah, just oh, just yeah. tell me what part I'm playing. I need to prepare. And he kind of like strings her along. I did. Yeah. So, Ian, what were your thoughts on Eight and a Half? Because because Eight and a Half is is wildly regarded as being one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Good. Fucking loved it. Um, I have a predilection for watching cool looking people in really nice costumes in really nice places so you have a bit of a thing of italian themed cinema we'll say yeah 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 i mean like if assuming we actually ever do another playing it forward which um, we're going to yeah, which we're fucking determined to. But like, I, I think my pick for either you or Noel was Paolo Sorrentino's The Great Beauty. It was um, myself, and I'm very much looking forward to watching it. But yeah. I know I can't do it until we have that. Yeah, because it's, it's in your iTunes library, isn't it? Didn't I it's buy it for you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm going, I'm going to watch that, but I can't because then I need to watch it again. What is it? It needs to be my first watch. It needs to be the one we record. Yeah. That that that's the thing. I bought Ghost in the Shell for Noel to to do, and he just watched the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I don't think I made myself quite clear enough. But no, I mean it's um, yeah. I don't know. I I just I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. But then it was so pathetic. Um, and I just the meta hoops it is fucking jumping through. Like that scene in in like the screening room where they're watching the the scenes of in 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 the film just reflecting what's going on in his relationship with his wife and it 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 it, it felt ahead of its time, but it it never ever rubs your nose in. Look how amazing this is! It just feels like it's doing what it's doing. Whereas some, I mean, like the Rob Marshall like remake nine, 
that is a film that that fear was very 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 in love with itself yeah um, um this film doesn't feel like it's in love with itself it feels like it's telling a story but the locations and the the, the costumes and the the production design have just become classical over time whereas nine is basically like lifting that stuff and going this is really fucking pretty isn't it um i i do we were talking about re-watching nine before watching this and oh everybody okay yeah i thought you said a big bang then could have been our dog moving around okay um <laughs> but yeah no it, it, it um we were talking about rewatching nine and it's just like, I'm not entirely sure I can do that now because <laughs> I think it would just piss me off. Uh, but it, it, it does, it does make you watch when you watch nine back, you do go, right. This isn't, this isn't even vaguely the same Bob of the movie. Do you know what? Do you know what's just, cause I completely forgot about nine while we're watching it. But when we were watching it, I was thinking, um, one of the characters looks properly like Penelope Cruz. Yeah. Is it Louisa? Yes. Oh, yeah, she's and a Penelope very, Cruz very, very attractive woman. She's yeah. a very attractive woman. Yeah. I just want to say, very attractive. She's quite fetching. Yes, she is. I liked Gloria as well. I was, I was a big fan of Gloria's shtick, the one that was with the older guy. Yeah. Hello? Ian? Have we lost Ian? I think so. Do you appear to have lost Ian briefly? You haven't lost me, I was weeing. Oh. (laughs) Um... And it was Gloria who was quite fetching, not Louise. Louise said the one who was. I sorry, say, I watched. I think that was the one that you you you, you messaged and said this woman's quite fetching. Yeah, 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 yeah. The one I actually sent you guys. Uh, yeah, the picture to in the boy chat <laughs> because that's yeah, um, yeah. She's a fucking staggering looking woman. Um, anyway, I like the dancing bit with them too. That was good. Yeah, yeah. And we, yeah. We, we realised that, that the majority of the Uma Thurman and John Travolta dances just ripped off from an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. The, this film, you just see its DNA in so many other fucking films and just commercials. Like, I, I don't know. This feels like every single Italian beer commercial is directed by someone who really likes eight and a half. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's one of those ones that you kind of like, you're told so much about how it's one of the greatest films of all time. And you look at the runtime and think like, Oh God, this is going to be work. And it's just not, it's not work. It's really entertaining, even though it's got a very serious story to tell. Um, and just like you're getting all these little bits about what the film, like what his film is, and it's like talking about like a spaceship and stuff like that. And then you've got that scene where you see the set, and it's like fucking hell, they actually built like a rocket <laughs> set 
just for the film within a film in this. And yeah, he's got no fucking idea what he's doing. If he's just like, right, yeah, let's build this rocket set. Because you know, like, this guy is not making a film that involves a rocket, and yet here one is. Yeah, 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 yeah. spot on right on that. It's, 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 the pomposity of, of it and the posturousness of it all is, is there, sort of, for all to see, and it's, it's, it's quite glorious at points with stuff like that, in the fact that it's so... It's so ridiculous, but it's he like Max says earlier. You know the fact that he's on running away from people. It, it, you are watching this this man kind of reveling in all the glory that people are giving, all the attention that people give him, but also at the same time running away from himself. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. I it just. What, what did you think of it, Mark? Um, I I don't think I enjoy it as much as as, as you two. Um, in the sense that at points, I don't know, it, it's a great film. It's, it's a, but I think you guys sound like your five star um, ratings of it, and I'm more of a four star rating of it. Wow, well, that's good. That, is that I, I can, I, I still really enjoy it, and I still um, can, can appreciate, you know, the world that it exists in and its influence, etc., and things like that, but. Like when you rewatch it in the near future, Bex, I probably won't rewatch it with you because I, it's a film I, I I I will watch in the five or six years again, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I don't need to see it again like that that soon. Uh, maybe because it, it does. I don't want to say slog because it's not a slog. But if I've got two and a half hours to watch a movie, I'm probably watch something else. Fair enough. It's that. But I do, I do really enjoy it and a half. I can see its place, and I can see why people get a lot out of it because it isn't a sort. Of, it is a fun movie. It's not a. It's not a way you down uh, to a hour movie. There's. It's a surrealist comedy essentially, and that's that's that shit that, that, that it, it is so high regarded, and it is that. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, I mean, just the ending as well. Like, what is that ending? Like, they're, they're just, they're all, I mean, like, is it him just descending into, like, his fucking fantasies where, like, so, like suddenly they're all there and they're just all going to have one big fucking, what, like, conga line or whatever the fuck it is? Um, I, I think it, it, it's him when it's all gone and it's all disappeared. And that the movie's been closed down. I think it's him actually finally seeing the movie, seeing what it might be and what it might have been. And actually, there's an audience you look at it going, right, he's having the visions coming to life. You, you, you're seeing it, and it's actually crap. It's not anywhere near as profound or anything that he thinks it's going to be. It, it, it's just that's it. it, it he, he's not the genius that he thought he was. No, I see, I don't see. Well, that final scene where they're all in white and they're all in a circle. Yeah. I, for me, that's him acknowledging that it's maybe not that people can't survive without him. It's he can't survive without all these people and everyone's represented. I mean, it's it's obviously not something real because his mum and dad are there and his dad's supposedly dead, isn't he? 
given the yeah. fact that he's in a graveyard in one of his dreams. Yeah. So it's obviously just something in his head. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's him kind of acknowledging that you know it takes a village kind of everyone influences everyone and people need people and it's not just that everyone needs him and he's not as important as he thinks he is. Or yeah. 40 years. Yeah. I just need to call the text quickly for more about the people tomorrow. Right. I'm let me let you read a little bit. <laughs> well, no, that's, I mean, that, that's great, really. I, I, I quite like the ending. Um, it's, yeah, he's kind of been looking around and going, uh, oh, okay, everyone's influenced me. And, you know, this is why I am who I am. And maybe I need to be better to the people that are important. Mm. What do you think, Ian? Like I mean, I just thought it was him basically going down the fucking path of like his whole fucking fantasy about the harem. I th- I thought it was just that. It's basically his life's gone to shit. He's not going to be able to finance another film, and now he's just going to fucking live in this delusion, which I don't know. Maybe is a little bit glass half empty of me, but that's kind of me in life so uh, you know I, I i like i like your your theory of it just being him realizing he can't live without the people in his life um i wish i could feel like that <laughs> but i can't fair enough i tend to i tend to go with like if there's a couple of different ways to look at something i'll, I'll go with the most optimistic See also Krampus. <laughs> nice. Um. So, yeah, it's obviously, obviously, I definitely not shit. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, what did you put out a poll on this one? Or I don't think I did. Did you just assume that everyone would? I, I just got up and I just got to put a poll. Ah. Uh, um. So yeah, eight and a half. Um. I think I think that's pretty much everything to say on that. Mm-hmm. Ian? Yeah, um, I'm good. Yeah. Thought you stopped smoking. Yeah. Figured it wouldn't kill me. Mm. Was I on the phone too long? Forty seven seconds. Guess we do get rusty when we turn fifty. Yeah. It's sad. I know they pay you well for this, Vivian. I'm still going to give you a chance to walk out of here alive. For old time's sake. You've become sentimental. Me for the girl, and even trade. You keep saying that, but you don't have anything to trade with. You are at a dead end. The road that you've chosen doesn't have a rainbow. No. No rainbows. You grew soft, Duncan. You're bad. Cool. So then the next one, obviously, would be Paula that we watched. Um, bear with me just one second. Do, 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 do. Oh, no, it's directed by Smack My Bitch Ups, Jonas Ackerland. Yeah. Who directed many, many music videos. Did you do the, did you do the um, Jason Schwartzman movie? Oh. He did spun, yeah. Yeah. 
a movie that literally, if it was popular enough for people to still watch it now, imagine how much shit that movie would get. Where literally Jason Schwartzman has a woman chained to his bed for the entire duration of it, oh. and that's a joke in it. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I enjoyed Spun, but <laughs> nobody should watch Spun nowadays. No. No. Did he? Did he direct Lemonade as well? He directed loads of music videos. Yeah. Oh, Could you tell me about ass that you saw in this movie? Yeah, a lot of ass. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah, so directed by Jonas Ackland, starring uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who is, he plays ha- Hannibal, doesn't he? Every time I see his face, I'll just think of him saying Will Graham on Hannibal all the time, instead of using a shortener version of his name. Uh, Vanessa Hutchins, Catherine Winnick, Matt Lucas, who I don't generally like seeing things anyway, but... Hey ho. Um, they work with you on smaller partners. Oh, all right, okay. Just saying you Basically, the film starts out with a retired assassin um, having some fun time at his, his mansion with a pretty lady. Um, and then it turns out she is part of a group of assassins they take him out and then it goes across to Martin Mickelson who is a soon to be retired assassin um and John Wick himself oh that's awful that bit that poor dog yeah buys a puppy kills it um and yeah turns out obviously that Matt Lucas who is the head of the organisation that these assassins work for is taking out his retirees so that he doesn't have to pay them his pension. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pension scam. Yeah, yeah, it's a pension scam. <laughs> which, but that makes which, it sound really boring. Which we've got it, it, all ears bits flickering. <laughs> yeah. Ian, what were you thinking about that six percent return? Oh fucking right, six percent per annum, right? Assuming that's after inflation is fucking banging <laughs> like I it fucking really weirded me out when they had that whole scene talking about pensions <laughs> I thought I fell asleep on the train and I was just like uh, like because I was like I was watching Polar on the way to work while that scene was going on and it was like fucking what what what's happening because <laughs> I, I, I tell you what a six percent per annum return to be fair even even after inflation uh before inflation these days is um not too shabby so uh yeah no he's um he's done some good retirement planning i'm not going to say anything more because i could delve into the world of financial advice <laughs> but and it's, I'm not a representative for my company. I've never said who I work for. Um, even though I'm, I do dread the day, I fucking dread the day that I speak to someone at work who listens to the podcast or something. And then it's like, shit, I'm not even going to be able to like talk about just even what my job is, No, regardless of where I work just because I might say something on this podcast that is deemed as financial advice and then somehow I get a complaint against me. 
I it's uh, <laughs> uh yeah anyway yeah six percent return fucking banging I can see why Matt Lucas wanted to kill um so one thing that did confuse me when they were talking about the pensions just to, to carry on down the pension chat yeah oh god all right yeah yeah go um, on so obviously when he's talking to his financial advisor he says oh so you can take half as a lump sum mm. and yeah. that'd be eight million yeah and then obviously the other half would be Table. what's it what's it called yeah. when you get it monthly um, uh, the technical term is an annuity. Annuity, yeah. So the rest will be paid out as an annual annuity thingy. But they yeah. only keep talking about this eight million. They're not. They're not, not taking into account the fact that they're going to have to pay his annuity as well. So it's actually worth more to kill them. It's worth sixteen million. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, okay, fucking, I can't believe we're doing this, right? So an annuity is basically you give you pay your pen your pension money to someone and then they guarantee x amount per year either for a set amount of years or until you die so if we're talking 50 percent is 8 million right say we're thinking he's gonna live another 20 years or so right we're not going to want to. So, if the other thirty percent is eight million, we're not going to say we're going to pay you eight million because we're saying, look, we will pay you for the rest of your life. So, if we're saying six million, we keep the other two. Six million divided by twenty years. No, say thirty years is what two million a year. So you break that down into twelve months, and I mean, like you're looking at. Uh, what? Just shy of two hundred thousand dollars a month. So just shy of two hundred thousand dollars a month. And then if he lives past thirty years, then he's going to start eating into your margin. Because that's the thing about the annuity. Whenever I have these conversations at work, it's morbid as fuck. Because it's basically saying the only way you get quids in is if you live longer than we think you're going to. Yeah, you get a higher annuity payment, don't you, as well, if you're, like, unhealthy. Yep. You, you just have to lie. Do you smoke? Yes, absolutely. You thought you'd do. Yeah. No, I mean, that, that, uh, that, we, we would actually ask... We we would actually get like a medical professional to actually do a like to do a bit of an assessment and whatnot before committing to that. But like I I spoke to this really lovely woman a few weeks back. It was like, why are you asking all these questions about if I smoke and if I'm overweight? It's awfully personal. And it was like, it's because basically, if you do, we don't think you're going to live as long as someone else. So we would probably give you more money. And she was like, well, can I say that I, I don't smoke even though I do. And I was like, well, yeah, if you want, but you'll get less money. Yeah. 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 And, and she was like, I just don't want to give you that information. And it was like, okay, uh, uh, fine. I'm. I, it was like it was really hard because we're not allowed to give financial advice. But it was almost like, is it not just common sense? It's like, look, if you want more money, just be truthful. <laughs> I just, yeah. it was, 
and uh, but yeah no it's um uh, she was really really nice as well this lady and i felt so sorry for her because it was like look it's not like we're gonna send you a fucking note saying like how dare you be overweight you fucking fat bastard lose some you know like that's not that's not what we're gonna do um anyway but yeah um six percent per annum oh Skype has become. Yeah, I was was thinking Skype had become bored of the pension (laughs) chat. But yeah, yeah. So, so, um, should we get into the actual the the movie around the pension related (laughs) jargon of the movie? The the, the really bad thing is, I could actually talk about that all day. (laughs) And it's so. Like, that's just a fucking damning indictment of Ian. Anyway. Uh, Ian. Pension, pension uh, chat aside, what did you think of Paula? It's a film that only thirteen-year-old boys could love. <laughs> like fucking, it's that first half. Apart from the pension chat, was a slog. Um, for me, um, it just just quickly, just quickly got off that. Uh, it, it's it's only a film that thirteen-year-old boys could love, um, and. Becky, you, you really like hyper-violent nonsense, don't you? I do. I really love them. <laughs> I was going to say, we'll let you continue with what you think afterwards. No, no, but the, the thing is, it's that first half in particular where it's that fucking gang of hitmen going around just like the, the fucking ridiculous situations, killing these people, getting a bit of a clue, moving on to the next thing. And... I mean, I was kind of glad in a way, but it's like you get to that bit where, like, up in his cabin, and they all get killed, and it's like, well, what's the fucking point of all those scenes in the first half then? But it's it's kind of building them up as like the antagonists, and I thought at least that that the one who had the relationship with Matt Lucas was going to live, but no, like they all die and then the second half gets going and it's like all right cool mads mickelson's being tortured he's gonna fucking break out of it and kick some ass and he does and you got that scene that's in the trailer of him with the fucking controlling the turrets with his hands and it's like yeah this is cracking um that bit was mint with the armored guns by the way love that when he's just like Crossing his hands over in front of himself, and everyone's just getting yep. shots and shit. I loved it. Yeah, and just I, 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 and to be honest, I, I quite enjoyed Matt Lucas in this. In all honesty, I thought he had, I thought he had the tone pretty spot on, and his reaction to that as well was fantastic. And just the way that afterwards, I look. It's the first film I think I've ever seen where the climax is not all the bad guys going in trying to get the bad guy. It's all of them running away and just going, nah, fuck this. Nah, man, you're on your own. Bollocks. To, you know, and then Matt Lucas going, all right, then, all right, I'm going to fuck him up. I'm going to fuck him up. You know, it's just, it, it's, I, I, I really, I enjoyed that immensely. I, I, it's like the more garish aspects of the Matt Lucas film I wasn't into, but I enjoyed him. The Mads Mickelson film I was into. I just, I just, yeah, it, it, there were some bits, the worst excesses of it really, really, really left me cold. 
but I, I did not hate my time with it. Becky, what do you think? Yeah, well, yeah, just a repeat of the same, really. I, I loved it. I thought the, the bit where they're going through all these registered addresses to try and find him and then just killing whoever's there, I actually quite enjoyed that because it, I mean, it was fun. Like, the way they did it was was fun. Um, the, um, I mean, it does it does really get going sort of after that once he gets... You know, once they've gone and he's like, right, I need to find out who's at the fucking top of this and, and goes after um goes after Matt Lucas. That's that's where it really gets going. But I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the bit before that as well. Um Yeah, um I quite liked the twist at the end. You knew the flashbacks were gonna well, tie into it somehow. Yeah, but... yeah that was pretty obvious though. Yeah, it was back quite, you know, it was it was good. And yeah. The torture scene was was unpleasant. Did not mm-hmm. like you know, like you see someone you're like, Oh, I bet that hurts. That one like you really kind of you could you could imagine it hurting. Mm. <laughs> like you could imagine how getting cut with some like fucking tin snips or whatever they were supposed to be when he first starts going at him would really hurt. Um yeah. The gun bit, the good. Wire fires, by the way. Eh? The wire fires, they would be terrible tinsnips. Alright. What, you're gonna go to, you're gonna go in on tools now. We've had the pension talk, are you gonna talk about his fucking they, toolbox? They're not tinsnips. The snippy things. <laughs> um like you knew he was gonna get out at some point, obviously, but when like when when the knife broke off in his stomach, you're like Shit, he's going to use that to pick the lock, but he's going to have to dig it out first. This is going to be not nice. He's also got no eye now. Um, yeah, the, the torture bit was, it was a bit like, I don't know if I can actually watch this through both eyes. Which would be fine for Mads Mikkelsen, because, you know, it's yeah. Um, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, I, I think I'm more towards your side of it, uh, in the sense that I, I dug it... It's over the top ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, of it, I, I was quite pleasantly. Was it when it started? Went. It's a fucking Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it did. It, at points, it was a little bit like it, it felt like it was being made by somebody who makes music videos because there was an awful lot of gratuitous ass shots. My lights an ass, um, but even I was getting a little bit like we get it, we get it. Girls have nice bottoms. Could, could we get back to Mads Mikkelsen killing people? <laughs> That's more fun. Um, the Vanessa Hudgens thing was was very obvious. I, I thought she was quite weak in it as well. Yeah, she wasn't great. No, she was a little bit... I don't know. Who that, sorry? Uh, Vanessa Hudgens. No, yeah, I don't know. She was like... I, I thought she was really one note. Yeah. Like, she, she, it just... she, she's overly meek. Mm. But let's get and, dropping everything. And I, I don't know whether it was just the fucking Dolby Vision I was watching it in, but did it look like they actually purposely made her up to look a bit rough? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it did look like that, yeah. Um, but then... See, normally, you've got you've got Vanessa Hutchins in something, you know you're going to get at least some really good hair. Whatever they've done to her fucking hair in this movie was a, a crime. Uh, you, you, you got a lot of good hair from Captain Winnick. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, uh, yeah. Was... 
Was she the fucking head assassin woman in the first half? Oh no, was she the no, Bond? She's, yeah, she, Vivian. She, she's Vivian. Yeah, she was fantastic in this. She's always fantastic in anything she does, to be fair. She wasn't in it enough, mind. No, she wasn't in it, in it enough. But her, her character, the, the, the constant different hair, different wigs that she was wearing as well was, was brilliant. Um, I thought she was a much more interesting character than the, the Matt Lucas's thing. I, I think the Matt Lucas character I didn't dislike, but I, I just he's just a, an actor that I just don't get on with. I, I just I thought he was really interesting ca- casting as just like a hammy peroxide blonde fat comic book villain. Mm. I, I, I I don't know, like it I it kind of feels like he was a comic book villain from twenty years ago, maybe. Um, yeah, which I think is it, 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 it's Paul very much knows what it's doing, mm. um, and that's what I quite liked about it. But I do think there was a more interesting Mads Mikkelsen movie hidden in there, and he's, he's an odd, he's an odd actor, Mads Mikkelsen, because he's always great and everything, but he does occasionally do these fucking out of left field things. But I love the fact that you, you've got the juxtaposition of his super serious performance, and he's clearly making a very serious movie and then there's all this crazy going on around him and this hyper technical kind of stuff and he's just there's a music not... going on around him that's the thing but I like that I, I, I think that worked that's fine yeah I, 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 just, I, I didn't dislike it I, I, I enjoyed it quite a lot actually uh, I got easily enough out of it it, it was fun uh, I felt it got a bit bogged down in too much story towards the end it's like right we get it we're not coming here for fucking story. We're coming here for the hyper violence of the corridor. Our scene. Yeah, that was good, but I liked that. Yeah, it's kind of become a thing in the corridor scene now. Just get his ass kicked, doesn't he? He does be ass kicks a lot of ass. Yeah, he does. Uh, well, I'm, 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 I think we're kind of like winding down on Polar, I think, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely not shit on it. Yeah, definitely not shit. Where are you, Ian? Are you, are you touching cloth? Are you definitely not shit? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I'd go for touching cloth. I actually gave it a 2 out of 5 on Letterboxd, but I think I could upgrade that to a 2.5. I just, that, that first half, I found very, very, very fucking hard to get through. Even the bit where Johnny Knoxville dies and he's got a Viagra hard on and then it gradually goes uh... away. You see, see, I think I was more into the first half than I was the second <laughs> half. <laughs> but but literally, when when Ian, when you did uh, tweet saying that it's a movie on a thirteen year old boy who can enjoy, I did actually think, yeah, I'm gonna dig this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because whenever it's a, it's a what idiot are we making this movie for? It, it's me. You uh, just gleefully say I'm the idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am this fucking idiot. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It literally is. So what can we make this movie more stupid? Like, oh, they break our fucking list. <laughs> I call it the Paulie Shaw list. Oh, dear, uh, you love a Paulie Shaw movie. It's constant shame for me. I fucking love Paulie Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, I'll review, Paul. Um, I, I, this is quite cool. Definitely not shit 75%. And touching cost 25%. Oh, there you go. So oh, people, fair play. People seem to dig it. But I think it's one of those movies where you're not going to watch it if you don't have a look for it, is what I would say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, questions. We have a few, actually. Because we have some from last week. Uh, let me just get to them. 
going oh okay going back 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 uh okay da, da, da. John McGrath uh what's your Who? favorite John McGrath who? Who? Uh, what's your favourite cinema monologue? What's my cin- favourite what? Cinema monologue. I got her. Yeah. Um, End the, of Blade Runner. Oh. Mm. Tears and Rain, End of Blade Runner. That's a good one. John Tatero before he doesn't die in <laughs> Miller's Crossing. <laughs> Miller's Crossing. Well played, Ian. <laughs> well played. Thank you. Um, oh, fuck, I'm struggling to think of one here. Um, can I have... Um, can I have Stallone's breakdown at the end of... Uh, First Blood? First Blood. Yeah, boy. That's yeah. a great shout. That one. Um, yeah, that's my, that's mine. I actually think there's one in Fight Club in there. Yeah. Uh, even though the film's quite dated, the monologue stands up. Yeah. There's a couple in Fight Club I think you could pull out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's mine. That's mine. Um, right, what else we got? My phone just locked. Apologies. A lady that I work with properly obsessed with Sylvester Stallone. She's brought in her own mouse mat, which is like the bit <laughs> in the where she where he's got the um, flag wrapped around him Rocky 4 and he's just pulling that like sliced alone face of like yeah the Rocky 4 face yeah she's yeah. got that other mouse mat and she's she come back after Christmas with a Sylvester Stallone calendar holy fuck who is this person <laughs> she's, she's quite new is it Emma the new girl no it's not Emma the new girl you can't say man work people's names is it is it not Emma the new girl Say, come up here. <laughs> I, I, you need to tell me more about this. Why haven't you fucking said about this now? Because I thought you might insist on meeting her. I do insist on meeting her. She's also a Liverpool fan. What the fuck? Is she hot? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> so a lot of people. I'm a, I'm a Liverpool fan. I like sliced alone. Why are you looking elsewhere? I'm just saying. Yeah, well, you're not. No, don't, got, don't worry. Got a reserve, haven't you? What were you about to say? Were you about to say something horrible? Who? You. What? Not, you're not. Oh, I'm not. No, what? No, no, (laughs) nothing. Um, Next one. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Next question. What have we got? Uh, Where are we? Jordan McGrath. Uh, Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd. What are your favourite and or least favourite twists in movies? Mm. Okay. A, a great one, a great one is, um, has got to be, you just suspect has to be up there. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. It's a great twist. Um, the, when you work out that Tyler Durden is... Yeah. Ed Norton's character. Mm. He's, the, he's the same person. That's another great one. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, uh, I, I, I'll say, like, for first time, like, for first time watch, and I mean, it's just, it's too embedded now, but The Sixth Sense, like, at the time, watching that film and then 
having that, it just it the fact that it completely rewrites what you know about that film up to that point. Yeah, you almost feel like when you when you first on your first watch, you almost feel like just rewinding it and watching it straight away to go. No, he must have talked to someone. He must have. Someone must have like interacted yeah. with him. Yeah, it is a good. It, it was a good one at the time. I fucking hated the Sixth Sense. I still fucking hate the Sixth Sense. You don't like children, though, do you? I do not like children, though. I I actually said to you at the beginning of Destroyer before it started. Oh fuck. I hope the thing doesn't send her over the edges that a kid dies because I just won't be able to connect with that. <laughs> <laughs> you are terrible. Mm. Um, yeah, I never got on with the sixth sense. So I'm going to have that as my least favourite. Yeah, well, I would say, see, I would, it's probably one of the best, probably was one of the best at the time. But now it's probably one of my least favourite because of what came after it. One of the terrible ones is The Village. It's just shit. It's just shit all around. <laughs> you really dislike the village, don't awful. you? Yeah, it's crap. Um, what other bad twists are there? I think particularly bad ones. There's some awful. There, there, there will be some awful ones. Yeah. Uh, well, a really bad one is the uh, law-abiding citizen one that he's getting out of the back of the um, prison through what is it? Just a toilet in a tunnel. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Laura Bannon says yeah. it is literally the laziest written movie of all time. <laughs> um what else have we got? Um Ooh, Planet of the Apes is a good one. Yeah, Planet of the Apes is a fucking great twist, actually, yeah. Mm. Fair enough, we're not playing on that one. Um doop doop doo. I don't know what else have we got. Uh, I'm going through a couple of weeks worth here, so. Right, uh, Andrew Jones at Ethan Run. Do you feel more excited seeing a potentially awards film early in the season, a la October's A Star is Born, uh, and when February March release that had buzz, then lost it come out, or do you still find excitement in them? Uh, if it's a film I want to see, then earlier on, I mean, even though I will say there is a bit of a buzz with getting the Oscar nominations and being like, okay, I've got to watch that film now. And then being surprised by it. Like, I think the wife is an example. I don't think that film is amazing, but I never would have watched it if it didn't get an Oscar nomination. And yeah, it did. That, that, and that's fair. So what and, say, um, films that come out that get buzzed before and then don't get a nom, are you still excited about seeing it? No, it, um, films that, end up getting nominated for awards but seeing them earlier in like October or something like that or getting them all packaged down in one little fucking five to six week period because that bugs the shit out of me to be honest it, it's a real bugbear for me in the sense that it, it, it's now literally alright you have to wait until like December to early Feb you've got like a little six to eight week period where these are the worthy movies mm. get them all at once no, I want movies that that can. I don't want to watch something in March and go, "That's fucking fantastic," but it's clearly not going to win anything because it's in March. Yeah, it's got boring awards awards season that have packaged it down into now. Mm. It's got boring. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to have them dispersed throughout the year. Like, how hard is it for them to look back on what's been released over that year? But it, it probably is very hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I always prefer to get them a little bit 
October's been a bit of a sweet spot, I think, now. It's the post, what is it, um, blockbuster season, and then leading into, what is it, you seem to get good movies in October now. Yeah, but look at, as an example, Star is Born. Everyone thought at the time that would just fucking sweep the awards. <coughs> I was thinking it was going to end up running out of steam, though. Mm. And, but, but I think more than ever now, with certain things... And we did a while check the date, so I won't get into too much into it. It, it. I think the Oscars this year are, are, are more now seeming irrelevant. The fact that they're not gonna that, that there's a big rumor now doing the rounds. There's only two songs, for instance, yeah. and that uh, more of the technical ones going to be taken off to streamline it down. And one of those they're going to take out is best cinematography. Oh wow, that's quite a biggie. That's not really on the live feed. But what is it? The best cinematography. Literally, the way a film fucking looks yeah. is going to be taken out of it. So they're just of the skin. As soon as the ABC deal is over, the Oscars is going on Netflix. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that confirmed or is that what you think? No, that's just what I think. Yeah, like, I, I, I think you're right. They they want to be the home of movies and whatnot, and now that Roma has kind of broken through that glass ceiling, I think that they, you're, I mean, shit, man, Netflix has got fucking money to burn. They could give the Oscars so much more money. Netflix could make it a massive event. They'll yeah. get more people watching it, and they'll do the whole thing without adverts. You know, so like the the time that you break for ads. You know, like they don't have to make. There was a thing going around that was that was saying that ten years ago, um, the Oscars advert space would get would cost cost almost not quite, but almost the same as the Super Bowl advert space now. And then I was reading a thing that said you could literally now you could buy all of the advert space during the Oscars for one thirty second Super Bowl. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and, and and that's the thing. I mean, it and I don't know. It'd be interesting if it went to Netflix because they they would show the whole thing. I mean, it's like my thing with the fucking Baftas. The fact it's on BBC One, which is great, but it's time delayed and it's edited, and it's mm. like just fucking stick it. If if people want to watch the whole thing, stick it on. BBC Four. I mean, fuck, man, just stick it online on iPlayer. Stick it on Red Bull. Yeah, exactly. Like, give people the opportunity to watch the whole thing if they want, and then if they just want to watch the celebrities, you know what? Instead of doing the fucking two-hour highlights thing, do an hour and just do the fucking celebrity stuff because the people who actually want to watch the whole thing can. What, yeah. what I will say is. Sky's coverage, I always think, of the Oscars is really quite good. Mm. Yeah, it is, but it's basically because it's the US broadcast, but during the like the ad break stuff, they do have a couple of ads, but they also have kind of people talking about the awards. Yeah, which which is I, I think is quite good. You know, they they because they have like the, what is this, are, are like eight and nine minutes. So they'll do like a two minute ad and then they'll talk for a few minutes. Yeah. So I, I do think their coverage is, is quite good. But yeah, I would awards season for films is is a it, it bugs me to be honest. I find it irritating. Well, this is the well for us because we don't get the releases at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's too late mm. to consider. You know, like if you're wanting to watch everything before the actual Oscars, for instance, you can't. 
Well, it, th- this is the thing. I mean, it's like At Eternity's Gate that Willem Dafoe's nominated for. That doesn't even have a UK release date. You know, so that's the thing. I mean, it, like, literally, if you want to watch all the films that the Best Actor nominees are nominated for, you will have to torrent. Yeah. You'll have to. I mean, it's either that or uh, actually, I don't think it's even available on disc in the US. So there's there's literally no legal way of of doing it. And I mean, to be fair to uh, the the people, uh, if if it even has a distributor over here, they probably weren't expecting Willem Dafoe to actually get a Best Actor nomination. Um, you know, I mean, like with, uh, uh, Picture House Entertainment distributed The Wife, and they must be fucking pinching themselves. Because the amount of people who just spent a fiver on iTunes to rent that fucking thing, that probably wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, good on them because it's picture house, you know, you know, have the fiver. But uh, it, it just, it, it it's interesting. I mean, it, you know, it's like with like the Cannes ceremony or the Independent Spirit Awards in the US uh, before the Oscars, it's like have fucking movie or like, the Criterion channel when that launches or Netflix or Amazon Prime stream those things you know because they're not stream that you know they're not easily viewable over here at the moment they'll cost fuck all but at least it gives people some like some film film fans some content to watch yeah. it, it it just I don't know it, it it's it's a crying shame. I just remember 10, 20 years ago when Oscars highlight, well, the Oscars were on the BBC and, you know, you'd have it on overnight and then there'd be highlights on the Monday night after the news on BBC One. Mm. Yeah. You know, and it, that just doesn't happen anymore. Now the Oscars is basically just a, a bit in the news in the morning and a couple of days later it, it's gone and then it's a, uh, you know, it's a pub quiz question. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely agree there. Um, we have another Rick Jacob question actually. No, not we had one from last week. We got one from this week. <laughs> uh, having to decide, having decided to watch a film purely because one character was described as craze grenade lobbying priest. What character description would you would uh, make you decide to watch a film? I'll tell you what. Crazed grenade lobbying priest. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I noticed that post-credits bit where it's Oscar Isaac is Spider-Man 2089, I want to say. He's credited as interesting person number one. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, in the credits, you're watching it, it's like, interesting person number one, Oscar Isaac what the fuck? I don't remember that. And it's like, okay, I will watch until the end to see if something happens. <laughs> Chubby Keanu Reeves. Chubby Keanu Reeves will get you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. It'd have to be something like, like we were talking about like that, that particular genre of films that, that, you know, like the raid and stuff like that fall into, Yeah. you know, revenge oriented, Quiet guy, like yeah. John Wick, something like that. Yeah, mine's always crazy hot shit. Yeah. <laughs> Vindictive bitch. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Sold. Like, literally, did you read about that, that, um, that Attractive girl? Attractive yet manipulative female. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> Let me just look for my number. <laughs> 
Like that, that girl who recently was um, sentenced to, I think it's, she got six months in prison because um, she went on one date with a guy and then um, proceeded to send him 159,000 text messages uh, and turned up at his house and broke in and he found her laying in her bed, laying in his bed. Wow. Yes. Um, oh, also, Played by Emma Roberts is a good one for you. Played by Emma Roberts is a good one for me, yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough, thanks. <laughs> um, John uh, at Emory YFC, uh, best Gerard Butler film? <laughs> the one we made a fucking rating of. <laughs> it's it, it, Gerard Butler's an odd one, isn't he? <laughs> well, someone might say he's going to kill everyone. That's uh, Laura Abiding Citizen. Yeah, that's Laura Abiding Citizen. Yeah, it is. Laura Abiding Citizen, that's a fucking odd one. Um, Gods of Egypt, my God. Oh, The Bounty Hunter, a movie that attempts to just be Midnight Run but fails at any point of getting anywhere near Midnight Run. Gamer, fucking, I forgot about that. I objectively, I think you'd probably have to say 300. But I'm, I'm still going law abiding citizen for I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> uh, God, fuck, he's in Lara Croft as well, isn't he? Yeah. I want a rain of fire. Oh, rain of fire is good. Yeah. That's not really a Gerard Butler film, though, is it? No. That's a, is it Christian Bale? It is Christian Bale, that, yes. Um, dragons, man. Fucking dragons. Uh, right, so what else we got? Um... Uh, Vishnu, uh, Zombie Vish, uh, what film was the biggest letdown based on premise promises made by cover, art, VHS box, preview image in iTunes, etc.? Say that, that again. That came, sorry, um, sorry what, what film... Sorry, my phone's gone weird. Uh, what film was the biggest letdown based on promises made by the cover, uh, art, slash VHS box, preview image? So, like, the poster or the cover of the... DVD or the mm. little tile thing that you get in where is it? See, the first one that came to my mind when I when I read that was Mute. All right. The thing for that looked really like futuristic and cool and not great. Just mm. as an initial, an initial reaction when I read the question. M- mine was um, the strange colour of your body's tears. Oh fuck yeah! That's the answer. That's that, that's the first thing that came my head straight away was that because that that yeah. poster is magnificent. That's the fucking that that's the answer, Mark. Fair yeah. play. And then the rest of it is just the films that I actually pretty shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, nurse, you were well excited about Nurse before that came out, and then you watched it and you were like. Still keeping it as my screen set because it's a great picture, but yeah, the films. Like... Well, literally, Nurse. They did a poster <laughs> they brought a movie about. It was the Friday the 13th theory. You fucking love that picture. That picture was your screensaver for fucking ages. It was indeed. And literally until the movie came out and then it let me down. Pad de la Herta, No, there's... you kept it as your screensaver after that. I think I did for a little bit, yeah. I think I, I think went back to it, actually. I think I'm going to go back to it again. Yeah. Um, Pad de la Herta was, was, was something that happened for a very brief amount of time, wasn't oh, she? I passed. She's fucking mental. Well, she's with a mental one, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she actually attacks people. I want to rewatch Into the Void. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Climax comes out quite soon, doesn't it? What's that? Yeah, the Gaspar um, Noé musical that he did. <laughs> Excellent, he's it. 
She's not in it now. I, I nobody knows what's happened to Paz de la Herta. She was into it recently, but I think she literally just wandered into it. Okay. Like, like literally, I think she actually wandered into a movie. Was it? Was couldn't it have actually been that Andy Kaufman? Um, the oh really? Jim Carrey thing. She was in some. Bet's got an IMDb up recently. She literally turns up in something really random. Go back. Where she's herself in it. <laughs> and it's a documentary. I, I think, and it's just un- it's ungrid, but I think it is the um, Jim Carrey. What is it now? She, she, she just turns up randomly at one of the um, apartments where they're doing one of the shootings. Right. And she's just in it randomly. It's a real weird one. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. With that. Um, <laughs> so our poll uh, Green Book has won yes it has so we're doing Green Book and Escape Room because nobody voted for... <laughs> can you forgive me can you ever forgive me I'm quite disappointed about it I can't see that <laughs> we might go and see them all then um, can I be honest about something you want to go and see that round of Escape Room don't you I mistakenly I honestly I pressed escape room on the poll and I didn't mean to press anything. What were you trying to... Oh, so, you, so what, you were one of those people? No, I, I, I was literally meaning to scroll past the poll Wait, and I pressed escape room by accident. So I'm the only person who voted for escape room. So I'm going to say I mistakenly pressed escape room. Bex has just said she wanted to see Can You Ever Forgive Me? Let's just do Can You Ever Forgive Me? Agree, but yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm done with that shit. Uh, right, I think that's 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 everything for episode 289. Um, you look like I've missed a bit. No. No, cool. I'm just remembering that we get to watch Final Girls and I really enjoy it. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so we get to watch Final Girls. that's the right Final Girls. Yeah, so we're going to so that. And that, that will be, that'll be, that'll be not Nate's episode, but the one after. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it whenever I want, Ian. No, we're gonna watch but, it. but we'll talk about it when it, we're <laughs> scheduled to. <laughs> I'm not saying we were. Right, that was episode 289. We're having a bickering session. You calm the fuck it. down, Becky. You calm um, the fuck yeah. down. So, yeah, that's what we're going to chat next week. Not the final girl, so that Becky might watch it and then watch it again, maybe. I don't know. Come watch it whenever I want, Mark. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> um, yes, so thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, at Ian Lauren, at Becky Boss. At Doofus, check out thosefilmbastards.com. Uh, yeah. Which we'll start having content on it hopefully by the weekend. Uh, we've still got a little bit left to do on it that I've not quite a chance to do. Because uh, you can't do as much on the iPad Pro as, as was first advertised because Squarespace keeps crashing on it. Uh, well, that's my mind. So, to do that stuff at all. Yeah, it's not that difficult. It's really not that difficult. <laughs> I'm super ga- glad I kept my MacBook and didn't trade it for an iPad Pro. <laughs> um, but yeah, so hopefully people, people will like. It. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I can. I'm super glad you did it as well. Uh, but in saying that, I do love my iPod Pro. It's beautiful, but it can't go from a laptop. Can do they just they just can't yet. Yeah. Well, no, but it's so not. stop telling people that they can. 
Well, yeah. It's not the thing that you can replace your iPad, your, your, your laptop with quite yet. Right, the, the fact that Apple are literally saying you can you can do everything on an iPad that you can with a laptop, it's just a well, fucking do, 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 lie. You can't do with Squarespace is, and it's not Apple's fault, this is Squarespace's fault, and I have brought it up with Squarespace, and they have, to be fair, actually responded and said, oh, that doesn't make sense, we'll sort that out. You can't scroll. <coughs> yeah. You can't scroll on it. It will scroll down your website. That's quite what? like a, a big thing. The, yeah, that does sound big. Yeah, it is. Uh, the, 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 the guy who had a little back and forth chat with Squarespace went, responded and went, yeah, yeah, you, you, you can, it'll be a problem with what is it. And then he responded and said, well, 20 minutes later, so I need to find an iPad so I can test this. So I went, no, you can't. We'll sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, something at least. It is, but the good thing about Squarespace for that is all the bits that you're using on it are by Squarespace, so that you can do that. Whereas yeah. WordPress, it, it is different, which is why I chose to do it in Squarespace rather than WordPress because it, although I can do the WordPress thing, it's, it's less stress for me. In theory. This, is, this is getting a bit nerdy. Pension for fucking chat. Um, so, I, yes, to so be fair, I happened. did. I actually didn't start that. No, you started that. <laughs> um, so yeah, those film bastards is there. We hope you like it. There's going to be some nice film chat on there. The uh, Ian's written something for it already that will go on there. I've mm-hmm. written something uh, that will go on there that is uh, essentially is, is is me complaining about the fact that uh, throw up from the trailer is seven ninety nine on iTunes. Oh my god! Again, <laughs> worrying about that again. Yeah, so worrying about that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, also our Instagram. Uh, we'll try and get more out on there. And um, yeah, just just. Essentially, just come to us for your needs. Um, and Patreon. So, yeah. Uh, Patreon slash yeah. bastards. I think that's about everything covered. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you very much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. You are very welcome. Thank you very much, Ian. Bye-bye. 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 She can't.